Hello, look, it's an empty chair. Our special guest. I'm Hello, special Ray too. fans. We Ray have fans. stolen Ray away. We're, we're, we're waiting to give her her special entrance. But yes. welcome to the stream, everyone. Hi, everybody. Look. Oh, she she there she, she has returned. I thought I'd scared her off because she thought, oh, he's only here through the magic of video. <laughs> oh my god. I I had my phone with me. I saw you guys go live and I was like, those bastards. Oh my god. Hi. <laughs> oh, <sighs> folks, it's Ray from Great the Ops. Yes, Ray. Thank you for joining us, folks. This is the RR NAR show. I'm Ruel. This is Richard. I'm the, I'm the first in our house. This yeah. is awesome. And of course, we got the Always amazing, Chris George. Um, as we always, at least always here. Yes. Always here. <laughs> on time. Yeah. Yes. Uh -huh. On time. On, uh, the the always punctual Chris George. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> punctual is, and you know that's a good thing, um, uh, folks. Thank you for joining us, folks. So you are in the uh, pre-show. What's the pre-show? Glad you asked her well. The pre-show is where we hang out with y'all, <laughs> get to know our guests, and uh, do some shenanigans before we record our top 12 foodie games uh, today. Really, I'm very excited about this because y'all know I'm a big foodie, so I'm interested to see what our uh, fellow hosts have in store for us. But in the meantime, we're going to hang out, and I'm really excited because Richard is literally in the house. Yes. We should talk about what it took for us to make this thing happen today. Um, oh, you mean just like what what we just went through in the, the last, last hour? Or so, yeah. 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 Um, Ruel has a really nice PC under this table here. I have to say, it's glows and it's, is it an Alienware or something like I don't know. But Apparently, the, it, it does not play well with Bluetooth at all. And um, this is the first time you've ever had somebody sitting at the table with you while also having guests on, yes. right? Yeah. And so the technical problem a streamer would run into is if we just could hear Ray and Chris through the uh, speakers that are on the table, the mic would pick it up and you would all hear double. So that's why we're all wearing cans or old ancient earbuds in my case. <laughs> but Ruel did not have a second set of cans. So I spent 20 minutes rummaging through every nook and cranny of my RV, which is a half a block or around the corner trying to find all kinds of stuff. I found some Bluetooth headphones. I found some stuff I could turn them into wired and we couldn't get anything to work. This computer just said no, no. And at one point it just stopped doing the basic stuff. Yeah. Because Windows 11, nothing is where it's supposed to be. I, I totally regret upgrading to Windows 11. Um, I I regret not bringing my computer down with Windows 10 because it would have been easier <laughs> yeah, to set my computer so up in your setup than trying to make your setup work with just a second set of Bluetooth. So See, I it, haven't upgraded since Windows 4, and <laughs> I'm pretty good. Uh, Windows 95. Uh. Yeah. Uh, this is Windows 11 is definitely a Windows product. Yes, yes that very is much. a true yeah. statement. Yeah. So at the last minute, with I think with less than 30 minutes on the clock, um, Ruel got out his crutches, um, and the two of us very slowly hobbled our way to his car so we could drive to the nearby Best Buy so I could buy the most ridiculously overpriced um, 3.5 mil splitter you've ever seen, and then rushed back here, and Ray was sitting very patiently waiting by the time we got back, wondering, why was I even showing up for this show? And uh, But now it all seems to be working. Actually, we haven't done a sound test. Audience, uh, can you hear us? Yeah. Is everything working? Please you say it's okay? working. Test, Let test us know, folks, if you... If, well, we're uh, all talking about Windows in the chat, so... Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Microsoft okay. doing Microsoft things. That, that's it exactly. Oh, my gosh. Microsoft doing Microsoft things. Hey, look, at least that works. I'm glad yep. that thing works. Yes. Yeah, everything is in the wrong place. I mean, it's all still there. Yeah. What was wrong with 
10. That's the thing. Like, there, I, there's still stuff I can't find. And it's just like, oh, it's ridiculous. Oh, my gosh, yeah. So Yeah, I'm literally drenched in the sweat that he normally talks about. It's my own personal sweat. I can't speak for him. Yeah, but I've got that effect on everybody. It's okay. It is true. <laughs> See, folks, now you know my pain. This is what I deal with every two weeks with Chris. Yeah. I mean, it just makes me sweat. Um, I thought, well, we worked it out, and I thought Chris got the message in the mail. But no? Oh, apparently not. Uh, I, I sent a very uh, specific message to you? <laughs> yeah, you did send a specific message to me. It's right behind me. Uh, it's right here. Um, Richard sent me a, a, a board game bag because I, I, was, I was jealous, and, uh, and I wanted to do a video on it. And so I opened the package, and there's this knife. There's just this knife sitting there. And it's not like I was like, well, that would have been helpful to open the package. Maybe, maybe that was the that was the thing. So now it has a permanent uh spot on my on my shelves back here. It. Um just I didn't get a sword ever from, from doing board game media, but I did get a knife. And I think I think that's better. It's you know, it's quite it's quite nice. You can see it's been very well used. Um wait, no, so you no actually mailed him a knife? What happened was I I, I packed that is my favorite freaking knife, by the way. So that shows just how much I like you. That is the wow. knife that um, it's a nice knife. Yeah, it's what it's what we use for opening boxes, and they show up, and it would just yeah. we keep it next to the microwave. And I boxed up that bag for you, and I was heading out to the post office, and I realized, oh crap, the straps, the straps. I, they were in a pile in my room, so I had to run back, and I grabbed my knife, I ripped it back open, stuffed all the straps in, and inadvertently stuffed my favorite knife in as well. Oh my god. Is why that happened. The mystery can be uh, finally revealed. It was not a uh, horse in the horse head in the bed Godfather style message after all. Yeah, a likely story. It did, yeah, I've been working on that cover story that for a while. Story, yeah, yeah. yeah. I gotta say, Bloody points out something that I thought but didn't want to say, which is microwave knife. I love how you you were like, and of course I keep my knife by the microwave. You said that like that was like that's where everyone keeps their knives. It was such a bizarre detail. Am I wrong? In that? Yeah. Yeah. Where's the Why by the microwave? Where's the You're the opening microwave packages knife? in the kitchen? If not by the microwave. We have knives, but not Fascinating. next to the microwave. Yeah. <laughs> in the microwave? I keep I keep mine in the microwave. I keep mine. Oh, okay. You just like yeah. to gamble with it every time. Maybe I'll forget what's <laughs> yeah, in there that's one time. It makes it exciting ooh. when you're heating something up. You're it's trying to open a portal to another though. dimension. <laughs> and you keep trying yeah. to throw stuff in there. It just never works. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Folks, this is the kind That's of awesome. entertainment you're going to receive for the next 30 minutes. And then we're going to go to the top yeah, uh, 12 list. Yeah, we are not <laughs> going to stop. This is awesome. We love having Ray here. For, uh, again, Ray, yeah. thank you so much for uh, joining us today. Hey, uh, Dark uh, Satanica says, ours is by the air fryer. No space by the microwave. Okay. Well, that's in the neighborhood. <laughs> Fair enough. Air fryer, it's microwave. In the neighborhood. I think Dark pretty, Satanica and I are very simpatico, which I never would have thought I'd say about a, yeah. a Dark Satan type person. <laughs> uh, Hama <laughs> says, my knife block is by the range. Yeah, see, that's... A oh, range no, no. no, we're not we're not fancy enough to have an actual knife block. No, this oh. is just an errant knife. Um, because if you were to come to our house and you were to open our cutlery drawer, there's, I don't know how many different mishmashes of spoons and knives yeah. and forks and everything. I hear you. And yeah, that is that is an orphan knife. That that knife lost its family many, many moons ago. And uh, and now it's, I'm glad it's found a new home. It's yeah, not relegated to the dark, dusty corner next to the microwave where it was getting slowly irradiated. And now it... Uh, it occupies a, a place of pride as a constant reminder to you to cut it with the shenanigans and do yeah, the true. secret word properly. <laughs> <laughs> 
And Chris, I was just thinking, like, I how do are you going to bring it back to properly? I've, I say the secret word once. He, he Whenever does. we have a secret word, I will say it once. <laughs> and it's not my fault if the audience isn't paying attention and happens to hear things that may sound like the secret word. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, I was, Chris, how are you going to bring this knife back? I mean, somehow Richard managed to mail you a knife over... International yeah. border, exactly into Canada. And yeah, how is he gonna bring that's it impressive. Back? No, that seems yeah. sort of sketchy. Uh, I figured I'd just put it in my belt. Oh yeah, oh, I love it. Security. I love it. That's hard. I love it. No one yeah. will. Just confidence, right? Like, yeah. I'd be like, "What's that?" I'd be like, "What do you think it is?" <laughs> and just look at them and be like, "Oh, yeah, honestly, you, 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 you go, go ahead. Through. You're fine. You're, you're the <laughs> least threatening person I've ever seen. You're <laughs> completely fine. You could have a whole arsenal, and we would be, we wouldn't blink an eye." Yeah. <laughs> uh, nice. So somehow we're going to segue this into uh, talking about food games, folks. Well, I mean, we are talking. We are in the kitchen. We're in the. Hey, kitchen. yeah. Nice uh, there you go. But we're we're gonna uh, save that. Nice if y'all segue. have any questions uh, for Ray, let us know. Oh, no, Chris, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, I said I. Said that would have been nice a good t- spot for a sticker audience. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there were yeah. several appropriate ones to throw up at that. Or really. subscribing because that just goes over my face. If you uh, yeah, see <laughs> yeah. That's how you that cannot eye. see Chris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. So. Richard is on the road. Yes. Uh, obviously, he's here in my home right now. I'm very excited to have him. Very happy to have you here. You are. You had just. You and Jen had just started your trip. Yeah. How's it going so far? Oh, it's going great. We we're having a fantastic time. Uh, we left. Gosh, I think it's coming up close on a month ago. Oh. I think. Uh, yeah, we're in November now, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, our first stop was at the Funicon Game Convention in Eugene, Oregon, their first ever. Uh, it's just a small little convention. I think they had like two or 300 people show up. Mm-hmm. And it was fantastic. Had a great time. And it was so successful. They are now going to be doing it again next year. Oh, that was cool. actually really cool. Chaz Marler of uh, Watch It Played, he was there because apparently he lives in the area. I had no oh. idea he lives in central or western Oregon. Cool. And uh, it tur- apparently in his day job, he does some kind of programming or something like that, web uh, back-end programming, because uh-huh. he made this really, really cool interactive tool for the audience where he and I sat up on the dais when this event happened, and he told everybody to get out their smartphones and go to a special web page he'd created. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then he was running it. He was asking me a Series 50 of the hardest board game trivia questions you have ever heard in your life with yeah. multiple choice answers. And um, I had to answer every single one. And when I did, everybody in the audience answered not what they thought was the correct answer, but whether they thought I was right or wrong. Oh. And okay. um, and then That's whoever awesome. was most simpatico with me ended up, there were like a bunch of prizes yeah. that were given out. And that was really cool. That's cool. It, yeah, it went off incredibly well. And uh, yeah, it was just a good convention also. And then we uh, continued south. We spent a couple weeks at my sister-in-law's place up in... Um, the Bay Area, mm-hmm. and that was a good time. To, yeah, we hadn't really hung out with them in years because, of course, we've, right. we've been back for half a decade, but we've been gone for over a decade in Europe. And then uh, we just continued to slowly work our way down here. In between there and here, I swung by. Um, no, first we went to Reading before we hit San Francisco because that's where my long lost half sister lives. Oh, you remember? Yes. It was just a year ago. Yeah, we learned of her existence. Wow. What? Yeah. Oh, you didn't know that? Uh, oh, oh, I have right. one of those, too. Oh, is that happening <laughs> you also? Yeah, I also have a, a long-lost half-sibling. Yeah. Are they in Redding, California? Because wow. that would really be freaky. They... <laughs> They're not. Is it if the their same name one? is Tammy, that means we're related. <laughs> <laughs> but probably not. Uh, 
Yep. Anyway, so I met her in person, and you know, we uh, went out to dinner and hung out with them for a little bit. Then we hung out with the sister-in-law. Then we continued south, and uh, I met my cousin, who I've never met. Uh, he was born when we were living in Europe. Uh, and so I'd never met him, and we swung by his neck of the woods, uh, met him and his family, spent the night there too, and then we uh, kept on coming down, and, and we just pulled in last night. Uh, uh, pulled up in front of this guy's house. The house is dark. Nobody's here. I told him we were coming today, yeah. and uh, we're like, well, I, I guess message received. All right, let's... Uh, Drive in the hot round corner, and like an hour later, you said, "Oh, I'm sorry, I just got out of the shower." Yeah, like, I was how long was this shower? shower? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so and then we're here today. After this, we will continue south, um, and we're going to uh, spend a couple nights in San Diego, and then we will cross the border and over the next three or so months, drive to the southern tip of Baja, Mexico, and then back up. And uh, then come back up through Phoenix, where we will hang out with Dan King, the Game Boy Geek, for a while. And then swing back around to Vegas for Dice Tower West in March. And then we'll be home. Uh, probably all told, five or six months on the road. Wow. So, folks, Dice Tower West, that's in March. So, you've, Is got, that right? yeah. Yeah, you've got a couple of months uh, uh, on the road uh, yes. ahead of you. So, that's great. Yeah. I, I love hearing the stories. Uh, and I think it's so cool that you're going to be in Mexico for... Couple We're very excited. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be great. At our home, uh, I got an alert this morning. Warning, dense fog uh, advisory. Oh, oh. So we are running as far away from that as we can. Yeah. Well, I mean, I? You, you had to deal with 50-mile-per-hour uh, winds last night. Yes. Yeah. So. Oh, my God. Well, this wasn't too bad. But the night we last night, we uh, just boondocked out in the middle of, the, uh, of Death Valley. Um, on the way here, and we were getting hit by those same 60-mile-an-hour winds. And here it wasn't too bad because it was broken up by suburbia. Yeah. But just out on the vast plains of Death Valley, it felt like the whole rig was going to fall over oh, a couple of times. It, it could, those winds could not Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, oh. it's a big old beast. Um, Crazy. Yeah. By the way, thanks for all the follows, what folks. The... Sorry. What? No, no, go ahead, Ray. <laughs> I, I, can I ask, because I've never met someone who RVs like this before. What? Because not to... Uh, Chris, yes. somebody follows. Thanks for all the like, follows. Yes, Chris, do you want to say something? <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> I just want um, to. Yeah, I'm just, I just curious. Be attention. <laughs> I'm curious. What is what is it for you that that makes you love it so much? Oh, to be um, honest, it sounds like my nightmare. Oh, really? Um, so, like, what is it? Yeah. 100% my nightmare, living nightmare. I'm more interested in that than any possible answer I could give you. I just would have thought it's just implicit to anybody that the call of the open road, the freedom to be anywhere, do anything, not be tied down by schedules or responsibilities. The worst mistake you can make in the RV life is this right now. Me saying I mm, will scheduling. be in mm. uh, you know That's Eastern fair. Los Angeles yep. on the 21st at 12 because it goes against the entire credo. Um, because then actually to be here, we had to drive like crazy. Um, you know, and, and uh, normally for the time we're out on the road, everything is peaceful. Everything is chillaxed. It's just, mm -hmm. uh, it's just me and Jen and the dogs. Uh, you know, it, mm -hmm. that, that's it. That's my entire universe. And I know the same is true for Jen. So home is with us. Uh, you know, we're, we're not pining to get back oh, because we're just bringing beautiful. it with us. And it's, it's wonderful getting to see new things, try new things, but just to get away from our routine and all the yeah. stress we've we've chosen for ourselves, this is it's it's like it's a hard break saying well, no, you can't think that way anymore. Yes, I'm trying to make my life uh, stressful by continuing to film stuff, but uh, you know which I'll be doing on the road. But it's it's such. But why 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 would it why does that not appeal to you? 
I think honestly, Hexstar said it really well. I need to be bribed heavily to leave my home. I'm like a little homebody. I, well, that's the thing for me. Like, I like to travel. I like to travel, but I want to like be there. Yep. The getting to a place has no appeal to me. I love to travel. I grew up with a lot of travel, but I'm a plain girly if I can driving mm. in a car for several hours. That's the part that's tricky for me. Uh, but that was that was such a beautiful. I'm glad we got that beautiful monologue. That was that was so heartwarming. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah I, all the time I could just think there's nothing more that I like that, that I find relaxing than a nice six month drive. Yeah, <laughs> it's a fair point. And, you know, if we had a fifth wheel that we were just having a truck driving, I think we'd find it a lot less pleasant. We have a 32 yeah. or a 30 foot long Class A, which is basically a city bus. And honestly, both Jen and I find it fun to drive because you're up so high. The windows in front of us are gigantic. And you know when we're driving through beautiful countryside, it's just stunning. It's 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 like the world is being presented to us in a nature documentary, as opposed to just sitting down low and really feeling like we're disconnected. And uh, yeah, it's it's actually I mean, when, you know Jen just kind of gets into the the zone or the flow or whatever it is professional athletes call it. Because the interesting thing is Jen does ninety nine percent of the driving. Oh, um, okay. I am an excellent driver. That, so okay. that's why you like it. I was going to say. You're not yeah. doing the driving. <laughs> it's all coming together now. Yeah. I, too, would like that if that were the case. <laughs> if, Jen would, if Jen wants to drive me around the country, let her know I am down. Let 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 me in. I will pass yeah, that in a nice, comfortable hotel where you can be lying down and reading <laughs> yeah. a book. And that's that's fine. Or I understand. You've yes. convinced me. <laughs> that is true. It's, 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 it's good if you can pull that off. And I have done so. My driving is just whenever we have to do some kind of tricky backup maneuver or, or parallel park or something like that. Because yeah. I'm actually more comfortable driving it than her. I was trained by the United States government to drive big rigs That's right. uh, when I was a mailman. Yeah. And uh, so, so many things about Rado in the past 30 minutes. <laughs> he's got a ton of stories. Right? He, he's yeah. got a ton. It's yeah. great. I it's contain incredible. the multitudes. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah, but Jen just doesn't trust me. I mean, you know, yeah. and it is, it yeah. is nerve, I mean, it is nerve wracking sitting in the passenger seat being, I mean, the thing is as wide as most, I mean, it's as big yeah. as a rig. And so it can be just kind of nail biting sometime and you want to be in control. And Jen is very much that way in all things. So yeah. she's happier. I'm happier. The dogs are happier. It's awesome. I can't recommend it highly enough. Oh, and I should say, by the way, we have a hard and fast rule. No more than two hours of driving a day. Um, oh, find okay. some place within two hours of wow. where we are, and that's where you're going to go. Um, you know, th th that's why, that's I mean, the trip okay. from my cousin in, well, in, uh, Fresno mm -hmm. to here, that would have been way too long a drive that in one day from Fresno to here. Right, right. So we spent a couple nights in the middle of Death Valley because it was only, uh, you know, an hour and a half to get there and then like two hours to get here. Okay. So, you know, that's another thing because we have our home with us, we can just stop yeah. anywhere and say, okay, done driving now. Gonna go take a nap. Nice. Um, you know, there's the bathroom. Yeah. Take a shower. Whatever. Uh, so that that helps a lot too. That's really cool. Yeah. And, and so my question yeah. is, I, I, yes. I wanted to ask you. So you're filming videos yes. as you're going along. So folks, you all know on the YouTube channel, there's still videos being posted. Yep. Rich is doing it regularly. As you do that, is Jen also? Uh, I mean, does she have her glassworks uh, stuff? Is she actually able to do any of her work? We talked about this. She spent months for this trip preparing, buying portable versions of, of some of her equipment okay. so that she could do her glasswork on the road with her. Whoa. Okay. And literally at the 11th hour, she said, you know what? I'm not going to bring any of it. I'm oh. leaving it all behind because, as I was talking about earlier, I want a break 
from that cycle I put myself in. She wants to take a break yeah. for she has literally shut down her Etsy shop. If wow. you go to Etsy.com slash Jennifer Ham Glass, the only thing you can buy there is t-shirts of Rado and this guy right here. Yeah. And hey Chris, I'll How put your t-shirts on there too if you'd like to be selling your shirts. Uh no problem. It's totally easy peasy. Um because she said, I'm just gonna shut this down, kind of completely decompress. She has been making glass nonstop for 20 years, and wow. she is going to wow. force herself to stop. And so instead, she's brought a lot of a lot of other stuff like knitting and um okay. she she literally bought some easels. She thinks she might paint. Oh. Uh, some of the beaches we're hanging out at. Yeah. So she still wants to have her creative artistic outlet because she is an artist, yep. her heart and soul, but she is taking a break from um you know all the equipment. Okay. So if you would like a uh, portable glass kiln, we have one for sale. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, I'll take that hobby. Um, yeah. so you know, you're talking about yeah, getting away from schedule and stuff. Yet you're still doing videos on a regular. Yes, I know, and 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 honestly, I am regretting it. Are you um, really? Yeah. Oh well, regretting is too strong a word, but I you know everything's just so chill and relaxed, and we're playing games and we're having a great time and we're walking the dogs and we're seeing all kinds of great sights and we're only driving up to two hours a day and then you know taking usually two or three days off before we drive mm -hmm. again. Yep. Um, and then all right, I got to film because next week uh, we got to get this video up. Okay, so uh, time just to switch back into that mode. And hey, everybody, today Rado runs through blah blah. Yeah. And um, I mean, honestly, that's why you're here. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's why I've got you and Shane, Kimberly, and Amy and Maggie to do more run throughs so I can do less. Yeah. Although you've been MIA for a while. I have been. Yeah. Yep. Uh, health and personal issues, yep. but um, as I, I yeah, we're I'm getting back to the swing of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thankfully. I mean, because I mean, I know it's it's. I mean, you wouldn't think it, but I mean, I'm sure Chris knows it, and I'm sure Ray knows it. It looks just like fun and games, but media content creation is hard and it it's is stressful yeah. and it is work. And uh, yeah, and I and I'm having a hard time. I mean, I perhaps I should have left all my cameras at home too, like Jen did. Yeah. But um, yeah, she can just shut down her shop and open it again. I if I if I shut down the channel for six months, yeah. oh, uh, we're that's, not coming back from that. That's, that's a pretty that's a dragon strike <laughs> situation. Yeah. So yeah. But anyway, well, I'm it does only sound one lovely and relaxing, Rado. <laughs> yeah, it, and I'm thrilled for you that it does sound lovely and relaxing. I'm thrilled that you're having such a lovely time. Thank you. <laughs> I am too. But enough about me. We me have so another happy. guest. Yes, let's uh, let's talk to Ray. Get yes. to know Ray a little bit better, uh, folks. Hi. Uh, That's what Ray... all the people are here for, anyway. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they've been very patiently. Um, yeah, we've heard Rado stick a million times. And, yep. <laughs> very funny, very funny in the chat too. There have been some very funny comments that I wanted to respond to. Please, yes, please. Yeah. Yeah, thank two you. hours driving a day, it would take three days to get across LA in rush hour. Very <laughs> nice. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you to everyone um, from like my my community who stopped by. I really appreciate it. Thank you for hopping on over here. It's so wonderful to see so many friendly faces in here. I've missed I've missed like board game Twitch quite a bit, so it's nice to to be back in this space for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Ray, do you, I don't know if you, how much you want to talk about, but you know, you were working for CGE for a while. You mm -hmm. were the uh, Twitch st streamer there, and now you're over at the the op. Uh, you want to just talk about yeah. a little bit about what you uh, do and uh, did? Yeah. And yeah, we'll sure. So 
Yeah. So a lot of you probably know me from my work at CGE. I was there for a couple of years, as uh, Ruel mentioned, as their in-house Twitch streamer. You may have seen me at conventions. I think the thing most people know me for was my convention streams. I created this mobile IRL streaming rig that I would walk around with at shows. Uh, so that was something that I was really proud of it's at amazing. CGE. And I just streamed all the time for CGE. And I was looking for a little bit of a change. So I've now switched over to the op, which makes a ton of amazing party family games. And also they're kind of getting into their hobby era yes. in 2024, which is part really of why are. I made the switch when I did. Because like I, I love a party game as much as anybody else. I love the co-brand stuff. But I hobby is really where my, my heart is. And when I spoke to some folks at the op at Gen Con hearing their lineup, I was like, all right, this is now's the time for me to come in as they're really digging their teeth into hobby stuff. We've announced like three hobby games in the last two weeks. And it's been it's been crazy. And I'm really excited to be there. My official role over there is digital content coordinator, which is a hodgepodge of social media. So if you ever talk to us on social media, that is me. And then also doing video and content stuff like this as well. So a little bit of my old job plus some plus some new stuff. Wow. Can you uh, break any doing. exclusives on the show today? Ooh, I don't have any. I don't have any exclusives. But in ca in case you missed it, we've got tons of tons of hobby stuff coming up. We just uh, released the art project in the yes. U.S. It's very good. It's our very good. Yeah, I yeah. in my mind that sort of delineates our sort of like start of like our hobby our hobby girl era is the art project because it's been so well received. It was such a hit at Essen. It's finally available in the U.S. That is a cooperative game where you are reclaiming art that has been stolen by this ominous organization called the White Hand. It's a really good simple cooperative game, but it's actually quite challenging. So mm -hmm. it's like that perfect combination that you like in your co-op games. We announced that our game Aqua is going to be coming in uh, Q1, I believe, of next year, which is a little tile-laying ocean-themed game from the same father-son team that did Heat Pedal to the Metal. Oh, wow. Which is sick. Yeah, it's, nice. the, same, it's the same design team, so we're very, very lucky okay. to have that. And then the last one is we have been slowly starting to talk about Gnome Hollow, which was a game that a lot of publishers wanted. There was a big talk of the town at Gamma. We were very lucky to get the deal with the designer and that will be our Gen Con release. And there's even more, but those are the three things that I've been like juggling <laughs> on social media lately of like, oh God, we went from nothing to everything all at once. Right. There is a hobby game for everyone coming out from the op next year. I'm, I'm so excited. Wow. That's Can fantastic. You, I'm, I, the most interesting thing about all that, because this is all news to me, because I have not been keeping up with the news as much as I should. <laughs> well, you should stop by the op when you're in San Diego. And you oh, can that's go right. What? The office is down we there. We should like go do that. By. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll... I'll shoot you an email. You should go yeah, and get yeah, a first totally. look at all this stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, because I would like yeah. inside information, please. But I'm curious. Okay, so you said, I mean, it almost sounded like there was an old-style Shane Black bidding war for this upcoming game because all the publishers wanted it. Yes. How did the op yes. get it? What was their... What was so that's actually a publicized story. Oh, There's okay. an article that was released by Mojo Nation like a week ago where the designer actually talks about this process. So I don't I don't feel weird saying it because it's actually already out there in okay. the world. And a lot right. of publishers won't talk about that process. Yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of happy to like pull down that curtain a little bit. So what happened with this designer was he brought it to Gamma kind of on a whim, got a ton of attention. Everyone was talking about it and he very quickly got overwhelmed by people giving him pitches, giving him bids. And this was one of his first like non kickstarted games. So he just kind of, just kind of shut down and he went over to another booth and I, I can't swear, but he was crap talking being like, I, I can't, this is, I'm overwhelmed. I, I kind of hate these publishers. It's too much. 
And one of the guys he was talking to was like, do you know the guy you're talking to right here is a publisher? And he was like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. And that guy ended up being Tony from The Op. And he was like, hey, man, like, don't worry. Like, I, I'm i not going to try to pitch you. Like, just I'll, like, help you through this process. And basically, Tony ended up just being a friendly face, a helpful person to help the designer navigate what the hell was going on. And ultimately, it did lead to, like, hey, if you want to publish with the app, we'd love to have it. And nice. that whole story is in this wow. Mojo Nation article. If cool. you want to read it, in the designer's own words, I'm doing a terrible job regurgitating it. But it was just a really great story of, like, genuine friendship being formed at a convention um, amidst all the hecticness of creating a hit game kind of out of nowhere. And yeah, that's how he came to the op. And we're so, so, so grateful to have the game. And we, we can't wait to bring it to folks at Gen Con. That's fantastic. That's a great story. Thank you for sharing. Cool. That's yeah. wonderful. I told it terribly. Please go read the article. The designer <laughs> talked about it way better than I did. But yeah, it's, it's also just a really cool testament to like the power of going to conventions and bumping into the right person and making the right friends. It's, mm -hmm. it's really cool. If you're looking to get into the publishing space or, you know, pitching your first game. It's a really interesting read. Well, no, that's interesting too. Testament, I think uh, it's also a testament to the people at the op too. I saw, I saw in the comments, somebody, somebody shouted out, uh, Andrew at the op is like a stand up guy or whatever. I know when I went to origins, like that, I haven't been to too many conventions. I'm going to PAX upcoming, but I, I went to origins and like, Andrew from the op was like my favorite person who I met. So oh, genuine, wow. yeah. so nice, like so excited to talk to me. This is also like a year and a half ago too. So I was like a, yeah. a lot sm like smaller and just, just a year into like doing board game media and just like left such a, such an incredible taste in my mouth in terms of like, wow, these are good people. Like, uh, he, yeah, he's he was, he was awesome. We uh, we talked about theater. He was like, oh, I'm seeing a show. I was like, oh, nice. you're seeing my friend in the show. Um, yeah, he's just like such a lovely, lovely person, and like that those those relationships do matter, right? Like it, it is such a such a human human thing. Like I think I think especially in the board gaming space, like we love connection, right? We love yeah. we love hanging out and playing and creating things with people. Absolutely. Uh, and and uh, it's clear that the op uh, hires a a great caliber of person. Just judging yeah. by everybody who I know who works there, who is well. Well, you and you and Andrew, but this totally <laughs> sounds pretty I mean, good too. I don't want to. I don't want to boost his ego too much because I see that he's in chat. Oh, but Andrew's oh, okay. actually the, the. I have a very similar story. Andrew's the reason that I'm at the op as well. I bumped. I had been thinking about switching publishers, and I had a similar experience where I was like, I don't know where to go. There's, there's. I don't know what the next path for me is. And I bumped into Andrew, and we talked for like, I was at an event where I was supposed to be like networking and talking to other people. I ended up in a corner with Andrew for like four hours, just talking and we clicked so well. And I was like, oh, all right. I'm going to like look into that. I knew they had that open position at the time. I was like, yeah. I'm going to look at that more than I might have otherwise. Cause I was like, these people just seem great. They seem so 100%. invested in just mm -hmm. being a good force in the industry. And mm -hmm. that's what I'm all about. So I'm here now and I'm, I'm really, I'm my, I'm my first month into the job and I'm, I'm loving it. I'm very, very grateful to be here now. Cool. Oh, love hearing that. That's yeah. great. Uh, folks, yeah. by the way, Good Ray folks. has dropped the link to yeah. that article. You can uh, click yeah, on there and chat. Read it. Go it's check good. that out. Um, and uh, thank you for mm -hmm. that, Ray. I have one more question then, although it might be yeah. before your time since you're a recent transplant. What yes. is the deal yes. with the uh, I mean, the um, the op formerly known as USAopoly? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it was just a branding decision. Yeah. Andrew might be able to speak to it more in chat. It's just a little bit easier to say. It also distanced ourselves a little bit from just making branded monopolies, which is what we started out doing. We want to do other things as well. So that's my mm -hmm. understanding. Andrew, feel free to tell me I'm totally wrong in chat. But for my understanding, it's just a, it's just a branding overhaul. Oh, I had no idea that the company... 
The company literally started only making Monopoly oh, things. If you ever speak to the CEO of the app, he loves to tell the story. The first game we ever made, he was like shilling out of the back of his car at like a, at the Olympics, I think, <laughs> one year in San Diego. It was it was an Olympic version of Monopoly. That was the first was it game that the was op it, made. Was it a... No, it was... Oh, I don't know. The, I don't know the details. I believe it was... There's some wild story behind that game about how he wanted it to get branded and he couldn't, so he just sold it anyways. Again, another story I'll tell terribly, oh. but that is how we started with <laughs> selling branded, various branded monopolies. Uh, and now we're so much more, and we want that to be reflected in. Um, in I think name. that must be Andrew in the chat who just yeah. confirmed. Yeah, there wow. it is. Andrew. The company began in, began in 1995 when the CEO was hawking games out of his vans at the Olympics <laughs> that year. Yep, that's... <laughs> oh, and hence okay, the good, USA. Straight. Yep. So the USA was because of the Olympic... Oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. Because you're right, that did really kind of pigeonhole you. Mm -hmm. um, it pigeonholed us a little bit, yeah. yeah, yeah. And we've mm -hmm. become so much more, and that's yep. that's awesome. And continuing to become uh, so much more, obviously. Notable Joe also has a question in chat. Uh, does the op have an official Twitch stream? I didn't see anything on, the, oh, on their website. We have a channel where I think the op games, I haven't started an official stream over there because as everyone on this channel knows, streaming is a lot of work. And uh, yeah, there's, I'm doing a lot of things for the op right now. And I am someone yeah. who is a perfectionist. So I don't want to do something uh, if I can't do it with my whole chest. There may come a time where I start to stream on the op channel. But for right now, I'm just getting my... My feet with my feet under me with everything else I need to do, but I hope to be popping my head in on various channels like this on Board Game Twitch because that really is how I got my start in the industry, and I, I miss it a lot. So it's good to be here. So does that mean the um, the attendees of Gen Con next year will not be able to hang out with Robo Ray? There, I believe someone's <laughs> taking up the mantle of the robot suit, but I can't. I okay. can't unfortunately speak to that. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. Robo Ray 2.0. There you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You moved on. They to can only be called at Robo Ray 2.0, though. <laughs> <laughs> they they see they forfeit the right to their name at least for the the, the time of the convention. Right. <laughs> um, it's oops. like Iron Man. You take up the suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, a little Tony Stark action. Uh, folks in chat, any other questions? Feel free to drop them in chat. We've got a few more minutes before we get to the. Uh, top 12 portion of the show where we're going to actually record for YouTube uh, top 12 foodie games um, coming up in a few minutes. But um, we're so happy to be here hanging with Ray from the op and uh, drop those questions in chat. We'll be and happy to get to them. Are there any more events coming? Has anybody spent any points to make us jump through hoops? Oh, I haven't checked. So let me check that. I saw this or that early, early on. I love this or that. Okay, why don't we do that? No better way to get to know somebody than to query them about all kinds of meaningless trivia. Yeah, why don't we do that? Uh, Give me. Channel points. We've got uh, this or that. Um, where are you? Where is this thing? That's not, it, it was stream manager. And then um, there, one of those buttons on the right will give you a list of what's live. Let me expand this over here. All right, there you go, there you go. Raid channel, click that. You, well, you don't have them. Yeah, why isn't, uh, no. Nah. Ah! Okay, I'm gonna let I'm you, gonna you let chat with them for a bit. I'm taking over. I'm I'm taking control. Emily and things. Thank you for the follow. Let's see. Actually, talk amongst yourselves. So what we're gonna do, folks, is we're gonna uh, y'all have spent some Rado channel points uh, to do a this or that. Uh, it's gonna we're gonna need your help, friends in chat. Uh, give us two things: peanut butter, jelly, um, worker placement, or towel lane. And we're gonna tell, give you our answers. We're gonna pick this or that. We've got a couple of them here, so we'll go a couple. Yes, of yeah. So we have to do a double this or that. Yeah. For um, Goblin requesting it now, and uh, mm -hmm. Sea Otter requesting it last week. Yep. We will mark them as complete. We will save the Ruel wanks for depending on if we have time or not. Yep. But um, 
Right, peanut butter or jelly. Just to get it going. Oh, oh, that's that's the cursed choice because I'm allergic to one and I hate the texture of the other. So I guess I'll oh, pick no, jelly because it won't kill me. Oh, you're allergic. <laughs> <laughs> that's I'll a pick jelly because it won't kill me. But I'm I'm weird about food texture. It's too gooey. I don't like it. Really? Mm. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Neither. They're both out. Does it make you feel They're like you're eating fish eggs or something like that? Or yeah, I can see it, that. God, I never, I never conceptualized it like that before. So thanks for that. You're welcome. <laughs> no, I just made it worse for you. Um, we got rolling right or party game. Oh, Ooh. all right. Oh, there's a. Bunch oh, I'm of sorry. Problems. I didn't mean to cut. No, you're I'm good. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to like no. cut off. Here, we'll, 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 I'm not we'll sure how this works. The if there's like a formal cue or not. Yeah, uh, we got Cosmic Ben asking prequels or sequels. Uh, prequels. Well, I'm still on rolling right in party games. Oh, we'll okay. get there. We'll, we'll get there. Ray <laughs> jumped the queue. What I'm thinking about. I'm sorry, I ruined <laughs> I'm it. I'm thinking it's my about fault. it. All right, no, so I'm saying. Here. Well, honestly, I think you and I are probably the only people who really care about that anyway. Oh, that's so bright. Prequels sorry. and sequels. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll go prequels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although The Last Jedi is still the greatest Star Wars event of all time. Oh, he went there. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'll there's... go there seven ways Whoa. to Sunday. Wow. The only thing that maybe supplants <laughs> it is Andor. Andor number one, Andor, Last Jedi Andor, number yeah. two, and everything else tied for distance. Or like an episode of 24. Oh, that's what go. it felt like. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's actually real. <laughs> okay, this is the rest of that, but Chicken Free Cage says, not a question. Ray, your curls look so nice. OMG. I thought that was a nice question. Thank you. Cosmic Ben says, Ro, what sorcery do you use to have such a luxurious beard? Thank you, Cosmic Ben. There is no sorcery involved. It's just... Um, it's all natural. All natural. All natural. All natural. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh. Hey, just in time for Thanksgiving week. Yeah, turkey or ham, folks? Ooh. Ham. Turkey. turkey. Ham. Oh, uh, dang it. Turkey, turkey. Gobble, gobble, folks. Um, how far are we down here? I don't know. What do you? There you go. Okay, we did pretty right, yeah, yeah. Salty or sweet? Sweet. Uh, salty. Salty. Hundred percent. I'm such. I'm totally confident. I love salty sweet stuff. How's uh, this even hard? I'll go salty. G- wow, I'm all salty alone. Chip. Yeah, I love chips. All the ice cream for me. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh okay. Here's the actual boring question: Feld or Ube? Rosenberger felt. Uwe of Academy Games? Wow. Right. What an odd territory. Okay. There's a deep cut for you, folks. <laughs> I, uh, just because of Castle Burgundy, I've got to go Feld. Yeah. For that one game alone. Mm. But I think I got to go Uwe. Really? Uwe's, yeah, I think Uwe's uh, breath, breath is so. Yeah. Well, Feld is too. Really, I think, like, objectively, maybe Feld does more. Uh, like, yes, it, it does. You know? So you got to come up with another yeah. reason to go Uve. No, I love Agricola. Um, As do I. I. I just, yeah, I just love the, uh, I love the stuff that Uwe puts out. And yeah. apparently, I hate, I love feeding my workers because that's. <laughs> mm, yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uwe, Uwe loves a yeah. feeding worker mechanic. <laughs> yeah, I also want to go Uwe as well. Um, really? Partially because of what I'm going to say on this list, but yes. Ooh, um, all right. Okay. Whoa! Nice. Someone guess what game that is? That's it's not teaser, hard. Folks. Oh. Up. That's okay. I know an entry on my list. Yep. yep. I'm Aha. really mad I didn't put that on my list. <laughs> I, I did not consider any Uwe games for this list, like wow. whatsoever. And well, we will get to talk about it when I bring it up. Yep. That's all right. atrocious. Uh, Uwe atrocious is, yeah, you know, as much as I love all the tile lane, I'm still going to go with Phil just because it's Castle Burgundy. Yeah. Uh, Opcost games, GIF or JIF? 
GIF. It's ridiculous. It's absurd. Yeah. I don't care if the creator of the format says it's GIF. He's it's, wrong. Yeah. It's the audience yeah. has yeah. spoken. Thank you. It's absurd. It's a G. It's a G. It's a G. Yeah. Yes. Not a J. Yes. Like, you don't say, I say Ruel Gaviola, not yeah. Ruel Javiola. Well, it's also yeah. not a Jaffics, uh information right. file. It's a graphics, graphics. information Thank file. Thank you. Okay, yeah. we've yep. settled yep. that debate yep. right there, folks. Completely agree. Sailnet says, 100%. iPhone or Android? Uh, Droid. Android here. iPhone reluctantly, because that's okay. what I have. <laughs> that's all I've ever known. I'm trapped in my own prison of my own making. That's fair, yeah. I have an Android as well. Yeah. Okay. Damn. I just got a new phone. I did just discover there's one thing I'm kind of jealous about with iPhones. They're built in Apple Maps. One of the options for it is fewest turns. Oh, for the map. For, for the directions it gives you. I didn't you. know that. Because the number of times stupid Google Maps said, I mean, and when we're in a 30 foot RV, oh. you know, trying to go through some <laughs> squirrely little um, subdivision because, oh, that was yeah. 0.3, yeah. Yeah, but that would save you 37 seconds, is a freaking nightmare. Yeah. And so, why, Google, have you not put easiest path or fewest turns as an option? Yeah. Um, they should literally have that option. Like, if you're driving an RV, here's <laughs> yeah. you know, here's your direction. Yep. You know, uh, Hamalock yeah. says chicken salad or tuna salad. Mm. I'm a chicken salad type of guy, folks. I enjoy both, but I'd go chicken salad, I believe. Yeah, I go chicken as well. I don't want rabbit no, food with my salad. with my meat. So. <laughs> <laughs> Give me tuna salad all all day. Tuna salad's good. Uh, yeah. Oh, does it keep jumping on it you? It keeps jumping on me, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Chicken salad. D&D or Powered by the Apocalypse? I don't oh, understand. Oh, don't make me. Don't. Ugh. Oh, apparently this is a question like, for a system like D&D. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go D&D. Oh, okay. Oh. So, right. I don't, this is so hard for me. It's so hard for me because I love D&D. I really, really do. Uh, I play. I DM a lot for D&D. I like, I oh. like being, being Dungeon Master. That's like one of my favorite things in the world. But I have been playing in a lot of Powered by the Apocalypse stuff, Powered by the Apocalypse, Apocalypse stuff lately as a player. And man, as a player, those systems are so are so, so fluid simple. and so yeah. open. And I'm yeah. such a chaotic role player. When I'm at the table as a player, <laughs> I like to just go completely rogue. And that system caters to that more. So hmm. I'm going to cop out and say, play Powered by the Apocalypse, DM, D&D. That's my, that's my answer. Oh, which yeah, which of the two would you recommend for first timers? For recommend, oh, Powered by the Apocalypse, powered 100%. The apocalypse. D&D really? has sure. such a learning curve problem. Okay. Mm. It's... I mean, if we're board gamers who it's not that hard, but boy, it's having such a pop culture resurgence moment. And I, I'm like gnawing at the bit being like, please start anywhere else but D, like D&D. If you want to get into TTRPGs, really? reading, like picking up the player's handbook, opening it up. If you've never played a role playing game before, you're going to hate it unless you have someone holding your hand teaching right. how to do it. It's overwhelming. It. There's so much stuff. I, I When I DM, I cut out a ton of mechanics. I'm like, we don't. We don't need these, but new players don't know to do that. So pick a pick a rules light TTRPG system when you're learning, please. You'll like it so much more, and then you can do D and D and fight beholders and stuff once you nice. like get used to the concept. Sorry, I could talk about this forever. <laughs> oh, that's great! <laughs> I'm so sorry. Very you. passionate about this. With you, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. I'm glad. Wow. Okay. Okay, uh, Chris, your time to shine. Roll and write. You've had time <laughs> five minutes to think about this. Roll and write or party game. I got to pick both. Easy. Oh. <laughs> not allowed. Not allowed. <laughs> I couldn't pick. I couldn't pick too much stress. <laughs> uh, roll and write for sure yeah. for me. Ooh. What? 
What, wait, what, uh, Richard and Ruel, what are your answers? Like, I'm lean, I, my gut reaction is rolling right, but then I think about all the great times I've had with party games, and with the holiday coming up, mm. it's party game time, so that's, that's on my true, mind. Yeah. But, final answer, I'm gonna go with rolling right. Yep. Party games are terrible for two, so rolling right for me, uh, please. Two players, yeah. I am, right. I am but, on an island. Y'all are no, do y'all hate fun? What yeah. is happening? <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's going on? We're barely oh, tolerating God, you as games. it is. Do you yeah. hate fun? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the theme for this oh, show, man. folks. Do you hate fun? Uh, you ha- it sounds like it, man. Yeah. To be fair, Yeesh. Richard, you can, uh, according to the song, you can have a party for two. All right. Oh, there you go. Nice. <laughs> Goblin-ass wizard or sorcerer? <laughs> I assume that means as an RPG playable character. Yeah, I'm just what wizard. I like. What to is the see... difference? What is the difference? So it's... put on your geek hat. I <laughs> DM. So in D and D, it's about like how you get your magic. So there's several different spell casting classes in D and D. Wizards are book learners, so okay. they're people who have decided I'm going to sit down, I'm going to read this book till uh, I learn a spell. A sorcerer is someone who's like. Kind of like if you think about like the Harry Potter system, right? Like my parents were magical. I'm magical. Ah. It's it's hereditary. Ah. You're born with. Or I think maybe there's some subclasses where you just magically all you have powers, but it's a thing you just have as opposed to book learning. And then there's warlocks who get their powers from some sort of eldritch pack or some pact or some sort of patron has said, you do this for me, I'll give you magic. Well, so just based on your description. And then druids get their power from trees. Yeah, yeah. That's druids are quick... like the, yeah, the nature <laughs> The nature folks. Yeah. But I guess druids would still be closer to wizards then, right? Because it's not innate to them. They have to learn it. I don't know. That's beyond me. All I know is that it's like their <laughs> devotion to nature gives them gives them magic. I bet they that got one. it out of a book. Think you need that connection, yeah. right? You'd need that connection to the, yeah. to the like how many uh, you don't see druids sitting reading oh. a book in the forest. No, they're touching I the I think trees it's more like sorcerers. Like, it's like this th- yeah. like because of their who they are and what they do, they they are given magic because they're devoted uh, to nature. Okay. Well, I gotta say, down with but, chosen ones. I'm all wizard. I'm yeah. say, yeah. 100%. Yeah. No, me too. That's why I picked now. wizard as well. Yeah. 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 And those sorcerers okay. can hit the bricks, pal. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mrs. Gap picked sorcerer because because oh, it just seems like less homework. <laughs> oh, less homework. I just of have it. You have oh, to yeah. earn it. <laughs> Well, okay, yeah, I can just have magic powers, or I just like have to spend hours and hours learning it. No, I'll just take the magic powers and then spend those hours playing board games. Thanks very much. <laughs> Mrs. Gab twenty twenty asks Meeple and Mookie. Uh, this is directly for Richard. Oh my god, he just um, met our pugs, Meeple and Mookie. And, uh, yeah, and they are a handful. They, they are can only pick one. You can only pick one. Uh, I'm gonna have and to. The go. other one is getting adopted. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm sad. It's leaving Ruel's house. <laughs> I believe the the bigger one, uh, oh, which Mookie. is Mookie. I believe yeah. Mookie yeah. is the bigger Mookie. one. Mookie. Yeah. Mookie and I bonded. Yeah. Um, Meeples. She needs time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, sea otter, folks. Halloween or Christmas? <laughs> I'm a Christmas guy. Yeah. Halloween. Oh, Halloween. Candy for a day or presents that you'll have oh. cherish for years? No, no brainer. Yeah. Yeah, they're both they're both real good. One, they are great. My gut says Halloween, though, because okay. candy for a day. I'm in for candy for it's a day. It's societally acceptable to <laughs> You realize your gift to Christmas like... could be candy, so Christmas yeah. ticks your Halloween box implicitly. It could, but it's probably not gonna be. It's but it's gonna, gonna be, be crappy peppermint candy. Nobody wants that. Yeah, and it's probably gonna be like a sweater or socks that, or something that I that I now yeah. could have. You'd myself. much rather have a mouthful of candy corn. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you have that in the Great White North, the candy corn. We, yeah, we do. It's just we as do. awful here. 
Cosmic Ben says, breakfast for dinner or dinner for breakfast? I'm going to oh. say this right away. I love breakfast for dinner. Give me some me pancakes. Too. I It's one of my favorite mm. things in the world. So breakfast for dinner. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I don't even care what anyone else has to say. Oh, breakfast yeah. for dinner. I do actually agree. That's the yeah. objectively right answer. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, thank you. Oh, and honestly, yeah. that's we do that a lot on the road because, right. you know, with a little propane stove, it, the easiest thing is just to fry some eggs and bacon any time of the day or night rather than having to do something a little bit more yeah. elaborate. That does sound like yeah. heaven right there. Yep. That is awesome. Well, and nobody's going to wake up and first thing go, mmm, I'd love a delicious hearty <laughs> stew. Like, no. <laughs> There's one exception. Cold leftover pizza. Obviously. Oh, yeah. No. No, no, no. Oh, no? does that. It doesn't make any sense. No. For breakfast? Yeah. Of course. See, Michelle and I don't don't even acknowledge. Michelle doesn't (laughs) like that at all. Like, I love cold pizza. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be cold. You can eat it up, but leftover pizza. Madness. Hot or cold. For sure. There's no source of heat in the morning. What are you talking about? (laughs) Okay. Well, we're getting close on time here. Why don't we go for a couple of other ones real quick before we get out of here? Thank you again, friends. For hanging out with us, are there any that we miss? I don't think so. We've got a We're bunch of people talking about Hallow- Halloween. Got a lot of Halloween fans in chat. Well, I see black licorice or candy corn is just down a little bit. Oh, black licorice. Oh. Neither. Um, I would take licorice. both and throw them in the trash. Yeah. But I yeah. like candy. Candy corn is fine. Really? It's it's not bad. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, Michelle, black yeah. licorice I is, recently, is, it's okay. is horrific. It's not good. Yeah, I... Oh. Man, I, I go black licorice. I could stomach black li- licorice before candy corn, though. Really? Really? I think I'd rather have like my tongue ripped to out. Yeah. You know, four to seven buckets of black licorice versus four to seven buckets of candy corn. Yeah, I'd probably pick the black licorice. Yeah. Oh, we've been, we've missed it a couple of times. Uh, Chicken Free Cage is asking eggs or waffles. Oh, eggs or waffles? Eggs. Eggs? <laughs> eggs are versatile, eggs. but waffles. Yeah. 100%. I yeah, eggs are definitely more versatile. I oh man, waffles are so delicious. Give me those so. but what, 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 what do you want? Do you want a straight egg or do you want a straight waffle with uh, no accoutrement? Oh. With no accoutrement, uh, cooked, cooked. No, accou- no accoutrement. Cooked. <laughs> I'll, I'll go. I'll go with a waffle. Dang well, it. you you want a, a raw waffle? Well, I mean it's cooked. Yeah, but no yeah. butter, no syrup, want, no jam, no cream, batter. no nothing. <laughs> Man, again, I think I'm just just rip my tongue out at that point. I'd rather have, um, Damn. man, just give me the waffle. Give uh, me, yeah, final give, answer. Give me a cup of waffle batter for dinner. That's all I need. Slurp <laughs> that down. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Tiffany. Yes, art eggs in no waffles. Eggs. Yes, um, absolutely. Yes, that's yeah. a very much smarter yep, person. Yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay, folks. Thank you for hanging out. We've done the this or that now. All right. We, a double. Uh, we did a double uh, in honor of Ray uh, being our special guest here. Now we're going to go and we're going to record a show, folks. You're going to see it live. You're going to um, see us talk about our top 12 food games. Yes. And uh, this is the list? definitive list. There are the, This is it right here. Yep. Uh, Chris will start things off and then we are going to do mm-hmm. a little intro. We are going to shut down. Well, not going to shut down. We are going to be quiet. Uh, we're not going to interact with the audience. Oh, are you going to... I miss you guys. Oh, why are you hitting me? I love you. Uh, I'm Goodbye. trying to battle royale. Oh, battle royale. Oh, Richard's punching my arm, folks. I'm like, what, what is going on here? It's the battle royale. In chat, uh, folks, you get to battle each other to see who reigns supreme. And you'll be here in just a second, folks. 
See, I hear it. Honestly, chat. Where is it? I don't have Twitch open, so I don't know. Let us know if you can hear the music. But I'm going to talk over that. Chat, tell me funny things, though, to say. Yes. And then I'll say them during the recording of YouTube. And then and then I'll take credit for all of your funniness and intelligence. No that's, that's what I like to do during the during the streams is, <laughs> is read the chat and then go, oh, it's weird. Uh, I just it? had this random thought and then take credit for all of your uh, your funny jokes. Oh, it's, I know why it is. <laughs> Folks, I'm sorry there's no music. After this stream is over, I will fix Royal's machine. There will be Battle Royale, Star Trek, Alexander Courage awesomeness next week. I promise. But in the meantime... It's coming down to me. I'm, oh, I'm out. <laughs> All right. Well, you, you and also I will make him make the names bigger, so it's easy to see everybody's oh, name I, I too. Did it bigger last time. Yeah. Let me see. We'll just full screen it. There, there you we go. go. Bing. Get him, Bing. Oh, go, Bing. Damn. Oh, Bing. You are no! a loser. Tragic. Yep. Kim Manuel. Congratulations, Kim Manuelant. Kim Manuelant. You are the wiener. Well All, All right. right. Thanks for That's some out, shenanigans folks. right there. Yes. That is the big All right. Okay. <laughs> so now... So I'm close and yet so far, Bing. So close. Um, What do I do? Put this right. over here. All right. Yes, you're changing what we're doing. There we go. Save. I These work works. Test. Yes. Yes. It worked. But wait. The real test is... We're going to go to this other scene real quick, folks, right. to make sure this works. Yes, it works. There's a spoiler okay. for you. Spoiler for one of them. Yeah. Okay. <gasps> Kimberly Tolson is our favorite food source. Yay. <laughs> Human flesh. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Just in time zombie, for the holidays. Zombie games are on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite foodie game is Zombicide. Oh, God. Could we have done that? Could we have done, like, the Donner Party board game or something? I oh, yeah. That's that. that's a real missed oh, opportunity. Oh, missed opportunity. God, I should have done that. Yes. Than missing out on Uve. <laughs> that would have been really funny. Would have been great. <laughs> All right. Okay, so yeah. this episode is going to be sponsored by the op. Um, thanks to Ray for being here. Ray, is there anything you want us to queue up? Because we're going to start the show, and then we're going to throw to you, and you're going to say, "Yeah, the op is awesome." And is that it? Or I don't have anything. Did... I didn't have anything prepared to queue up. I'll just, if you don't mind, I'll talk about you know art project coming out. Uh, oh. When does the when will this air? Because I can talk about Black Friday uh, tomorrow and such. Okay, perfect. I mean, it's, so it's airing right be... now, of course, on Twitch, but it'll be on YouTube I mean, tomorrow. YouTube yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just chat. That's would you like a, I'm... would you like an image to be on screen while you're chatting? Uh, or just a web page? Sure. Or... Geek the art project. Yeah, yeah, go to, go to, go to our website. Okay, that works. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. Oh, do you have, maybe... do you have a Black Friday page on your website, for, for example? If the sales aren't up yet, I'm giving you the the sneak peek of what mm. will be up. But yeah, if you go nice. to our website, we've got beautiful banners for Aqua and the art project oh, that you can kind of toggle up and. And Look at it. Can. That's beautiful. Perfect. Put that Isn't on. Isn't that screen. gorgeous? Yeah. It sounds beautiful. I can't so wait to see. Get rid of the ten percent off. That. Yeah. Look at that. Look at those. Aren't those? Are those? Are, are they just gonna cycle in the background while she's talking? Do you think, or do you have to? Oh, oh. I have to manually press the little buttons. Well, you, yeah, you can, but you can just push the, the buttons project. every ten seconds. Yeah. Yeah, you can pull up that art project page if you want. There's a really pretty. Um, yeah, if you scroll down a little bit, because that's the big. That's the one you can get right now. Aqua okay. and. Oh. Gnome Hollow, it's just a tease for the future, but yeah. Okay. How's this look right here? If we uh, that looks fine. Good? That looks great. Okay. Right. And yeah. it seems like we've got a very special code in the chat. Chicken says <laughs> use code Ray's Robbery for 100% off Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Try it out. It might work. Do it. Yeah, who nice. knows? <laughs> it might tomorrow. 
Okay. Uh, so, yeah, uh, folks, uh, stick around. We will be doing our list, and then at the end, uh, we're going to hang out, do a post-show, talk about some of the games that didn't make the list, and uh, so forth. So, um, without further ado, uh, Richard, are we ready to go? Yeah, I, I guess I'll do the intro, right? Yeah, yeah of okay. course. All righty. <clears throat> hey, everybody, this week's episode of the R&R and R Show is brought to you by The Op. And, wow, hello, look, there's four of us yes. today, folks, here on The R&R &R Show, and not only four of us, but... You're here live in person in my house, literally in the house. Right? Not via the magic of video, as you so often like to yeah, say. Exactly. And every time you say it, I always think, it's actually pre-recorded video. I mean, <laughs> but, 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 yes, but it's still magical. Yeah, it is magical. magical yeah. But not as being as magical as being stuffed into Ruel's very cozy, let's say, <laughs> filming room. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I, we are on the road driving from the Pacific Northwest to the southern tip of Baja, Mexico, and then heading back home. And if we were in L.A., I had to stop for my favorite person in the world, oh. and uh, Ray, specifically. I'm yeah. sorry, I didn't mean to imply anything <laughs> no. else. Yeah. That, that makes yeah. more sense, yeah. Oh, well. Because it's not just me, folks. It's Ray from The Op, who is sponsoring this episode. Hi, Ray. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super honored to be here. We are incredibly happy to have you. Tell us about the op. You're a recent transplant. Uh, you're in I, charge yeah. of the digital media, I believe? Yes. Yeah. So my, my title is digital content coordinator. Fancy way of saying I do social media. So if you talk to us on socials, that's me. And I also make video content and do various like streaming things like this. I mean, there's a camera. I'm probably the one the one involved in it somehow. You can catch our videos that I make on TikTok and Instagram Reels and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, I'm brand new to the company. I'm super excited. We are chatting before the pre-show that the op is sort of in their hobby era in 2024. So yes. this is like the perfect time for me to be joining this company, having come from like the hobby space in my prior work. So I'm, yeah, I'm super pumped to be here. Uh, some of the stuff going on at the op right now we have so many things we have so many things i gave the full explanation during the the pre-show so you can check that out but the highlights in my opinion are that the art project is finally available in the u.s if you were keeping up with essen coverage this was a big hit at essen i think it was even on like i think it was one of ruel's like most anticipated games oh, in 2023. Yeah, i went back and, yeah. and did my research before the stream <laughs> nice. so it's you don't just take my word for it ruel was excited for it as well <laughs> this is our cooperative game where you are playing with you are players who are trying to save art that has been stolen by this mysterious organization called the White Hand. So you're going around trying to reclaim this art that has been stolen, hence the art project. It's the art rescue team. This is a fantastic cooperative game that hits that perfect middle ground of being super easy to learn. The mechanics are very straightforward, but it's quite the challenge. You have to communicate really well with your other players. It's pretty hard to quarterback, uh, which is one of my biggest mm. pet peeves in co-op games. So I love games that have clever ways of sort of getting around that which is fantastic. And yeah, this is out in the US. I'm super, super excited for that. Um, and then depending on if this releases tomorrow, we will have Black Friday oh, sales up the nice. op. Yeah. So we are going into our hobby era, as I like to say, but the op, I think really shines with party games. We have such a fantastic lineup of party games, including Blank Slate, Hughes and Cues, Tap. We've got a ton of them. If you follow us on social media, I've been talking a lot about how great those games are to bring home for the holidays, for Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. Friendsgiving, Christmas, whatever you celebrate. Anytime that you go home and you've got a big group of people and there's a variety of ages, some of them maybe like board games, but a lot of them probably don't, maybe can't really grasp more than a handful of rules at a time. The op party games are such a great place to go for that. And we're having a big sale on our party games for Black Friday. It's buy one, get one 
50% off. So if you're looking to bring some games home for the holidays, I highly recommend. I've been playing Blank Slate at my family's Thanksgiving for like every single year since it came out. It's so perfect for like a big group of people with a variety of ages and skill levels. So yeah, that's what we've got going on. And also just watch this space for 2024. We've got mad hobby games coming out next year. I'm so excited. Yeah, watch the pre-show. She talks about it a bit. Uh, Folks, I'm going to put a link down in the show notes to get uh, jump directly to that Black Friday sale page. And I can say, having just come from Funicon, a uh, recent uh, convention up in Oregon, everybody I played the art project with really loved it. It is a lot of fun. Really, really sharp and gorgeous art from Vincent Dutre. Just a a real eye grabber, too. Absolutely. Awesome. I'm so glad. I'm so glad people enjoyed it. That's great to hear. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But what are we here to do? We are here to talk about our top 12 foodie games. Yes. And uh, these are games that I've been really excited to uh, talk about because I'm a foodie. I know a lot of y'all who watch these are as well. And I'm excited to see what everyone's come up with. And I, we talked a little bit, a little bit on the pre-show. Again, click on the link below to see the pre-show. Richard's got some games that apparently no one else has heard of. I guarantee none of these other people will have heard of at least two, if not all three of mine. Very he made them himself. Yes, right. they're, just, they're just all Richard premiering. Oh, I have this game. <laughs> a bowl full of sausage. Yeah. It's like, okay. Actually, that sounds pretty good. That I would good. be down for that one. <laughs> I'd play that game. <laughs> Chris, why don't we uh, kick things off with our number 12, my friend? All right, number 12 uh, comes to me. I get to start the list off. And so this is this is, this is sort of a, a, a quick filler game that the food theme doesn't really come forward that much. Mm. You, you could you could do it with anything, but it's a it's a play on the the typical scoring condition of some board games, and that's point salad. Sure. Point salad. Nice. I, I I had Good to throw pick. it on here. It's just such it's such a good game. It's so cheap. It's like 20 bucks or less. And it's very simple. On your turn, you take two cards. That's it. You're taking a bunch of different salad items that you can put into your salad. Or you can take one card, and that's a scoring condition. And then you just try to get the salad accoutrements as they were to put into your your scoring condition and get the most points goes by super quickly you can't really plan ahead because things are always in flux and flipping over uh and if if i'm like three turns down the line it doesn't matter i'm just gonna look and see what's on my turn grab some veggies hope i get the most points plays super quickly but it's so so satisfying plays well at all the player counts as well uh it's just a great game yeah that's it i I agree. I think it is a fantastic title, which I'm sure is not what longtime fans of the show would be expecting. But I guess when I'm actually talking to Chris face to face, I can no longer talk trash about his choices <laughs> since I'm no longer well, here through the magic of video. We'll, we'll keep we'll keep our fingers crossed that yeah. I, I make some horrible decisions later on in the episode. I imagine so. But I gotta say, um, it is a sharp game, and you're right, it is kind of abstract, but I think the food does come forward. And if I didn't hate rabbit food on my plate, I could certainly see it being engaging for the theme as well, for the variety of all the different vegetables that are available. I mean, personally, I prefer the sequel, Point City, but that has nothing to do with Mm. food. So I I think a pretty good choice. I assume everybody else has played it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 great, great game. This is one that I usually have in my little quiver case when I go to family parties or whatever. It's one that comes out a lot. Yeah, and again, very simple to get to the table. It takes two minutes to explain, and you're right into the game. And um, it, it's cute. I mean, it, it just it flows really well. And as Chris mentioned, yeah. it plays well at all player counts. All you have to do is take out a certain number of cards for each player. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will add to it, though, uh, if you're going to play it as a two player game, it can get pretty cutthroat. 
uh, I have yeah, found. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the yeah. hate drafting yeah. in that game is high. Uh, I mean, I could yeah. really mess up your day. You're right. Uh, so that's something to bear in mind as well. Uh, but you know, at a higher player count, that wouldn't matter because really, you're more grabbing what I need as opposed to denying you what you want. Because yeah. I can see, yeah. oh wow, you've been all about those um, peppers for the whole game. It'd be a real shame if that card disappeared, <laughs> and I just, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Great, great. Yeah. Pick, uh, Chris. Um, yeah, it's so solid. Is great. Like, it is. I also just so love solid. the name. Yeah. I, yeah, I love that it's kind of it's meta. Like for most people, it means nothing. But if you're a board gamer, it's like, oh, that's that's clever. I but, love yeah. that somebody yeah. went there and did that. Yeah, you're so right, Ray. I love that little you know gamer nod. Like, hey, it's point salad. Like when I first yeah. heard of the game, I was thinking, oh, is this a Stefan Feld game? But no, <laughs> it, it was. Uh, it was not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for the and also too in terms of the card count, if you don't like the first time I played it, we just used all the cards because I was like, Oh, I, I yep. didn't read the part where you <laughs> yeah. to take other cards. And so we just had a longer game and it was completely fine. You oh, I think I mean? yeah, so I just be, love, yep. love games that are just like our points our scores were very high and I've <laughs> never had a high score like that ever again <laughs> because I was playing with every card in the deck. But you know, it's still like it's still it still works, right? Like I love yeah. when the the core of the game remains so consistent that even if you do make like even a setup mistake, it's you still get a great experience, yeah. and that to me is like oh, a, a really point. great game. Yeah, totally. Nice. Okay, uh, let's move on to our number eleven. Thank you for that, Chris. Uh, in our combined list of things here, we're at number eleven. So I'm going to be mm-hmm. uh, choosing for the group. Uh, this one, I feel like the theme really comes out in, in this game, and uh, I'm just going to get right to it. I'm not going to. Mess around. We are talking about New York Slice, and that's our friend Mike Murphy from the Brothers Murphy. This is a classic. I split. You choose game. And look at this. I mean, it looks delicious. I mean, I love. uh, I love um, anchovies as well. But it's a. I split. You choose, and you're gonna split up. Literally split up the pizza, and there's different point values, and you're gonna go for different things depending on what the variable goals are in the game. So you can have like, hey, you know, you want to collect veggies or whatever for this, and you're gonna. Hopefully, score the most points. And I love the fact that it is I split you choose because it's so perfectly thematic, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it just, it, it's so good at what it does. Um, I love the mechanism I split you choose. And I just love, love, love the theme because I'm a big pizza fan. So, of course, I'm going to love New York Slice. That's our choice for number 11. I think that's, that's an excellent one. choice as well. I forget. Was it New York Slice that came out first, or the cake pie slicing one? The cake came out first, and the New York Slice was, uh, redid it. Was yes. the remake oh, of it. Nice. Yes. Um, nice. Yeah, which means it's the better one. So it's the one you should seek out, because yeah. I'm sure they learned lessons in the development of it. They did, yeah. Um, it's another game that uh, plays well all the way, I think, up to six players. And what I just like Point Salad, you bring this out, it's like, oh my gosh, it looks like a pizza, and it's super easy to teach. Like, you're just going to, hey, you want to yeah. collect the most points, but at the same time, you're going to have to split it enough to where everyone gets, you know, a slice of the pie, literally. And it's like, oh, do I want to keep these or do I want to give up these? You know, classic I split, you choose uh, conundrum, yeah. as you will. I got to say, my problem with the game is it's it's not you, Pizza Slice, it's me. There is probably no mechanism in all of board gaming that, um, you know, makes Jen just curl up into a ball of indecision uh, yeah. because of, the, you know, the whole nature of this is, right, I get to choose what everybody gets. And I get last dibs on all the, you know, the collections I made here. 
what am I going to do? Because you want that. You clearly want that. Oh, I can't let you have that, but I need that and the other. And so yep. analysis paralysis can really ensue, even in a quick, mm. simple little one like this. But yeah, That's if true. you're not put off by that, it is a brilliant design and literally mouthwatering. Uh, yeah. To look at it set up on the table as well. Agreed. Yeah, it, it's making me hungry right now. I'll be yeah, honest. Yeah, same. <laughs> it's like, get that video off the screen. I'm going to have to order order delivery. <laughs> We're in the middle of the video. It's going to come. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so that was our number 11. Now let's move on to the number 10 on list. And our special guest, Ray, is going to bring us in for number 10. <laughs> so it's so funny because we don't, we don't pick the order that these show up. And I'm... It's so funny that this is the first one I'm talking about because here I am trying to like appeal to Rado's audience, right? An audience that likes their, you know, like slightly crunchier medium to heavyweight games. And I'm coming out with a game called Yum Yum Island, uh, which I'm yeah. sure no one has heard. I've heard of it. <laughs> I swear. I've never heard of this game. Uh, there, there it is. Look at her in all her glory. So there's a, there's a story uh, behind this game that I'll talk about later. But first of all, what is this game? I'm just looking so, at this. What is this? <laughs> I already love it. I already want it. I am this. Want it. So, this looks awesome. Look at it, right? It's just, there's so much. Um, so <laughs> this game has deep lore for me personally, but what you are looking at is Yum Yum Island. The lore behind Yum Yum Island is that it's an island populated with various zoo animals, apparently. And then one day a giant man comes. Where does the man come from? We don't know, but here he is. And he's eating all the food and the animals are starving and dying because this man is eating all the food <laughs> on Yum Yum Island. So they call you and only you to fly in and airdrop food to these animals so they don't shrivel up and die. Wow. <laughs> That's our story. <laughs> Mechanically, what you do when it's your turn, you put on, it's a cooperative game. You put on a very crappy paper, I, I paper blindfold that will um, just give you paper cuts on your face. It's awesome. Okay. But I love paper blindfolds. And what you have to do is blindfolded. You have to reach into this um, like container of these little, you saw those little pink and green um, pieces. Those yeah. are the food. You're going to try, first of all, you have to navigate blindfolded to that tray. You then have to airdrop it into the animal's mouths. You cannot ever touch the table or touch the animals. You have to remember and memorize where their little open mouths are up to the sky. You have to remember where those are and drop them in. Oh, you wow. roll a die and that will determine whether or not your friends can help you or not. So sometimes it's everyone screaming slightly different variations of the same basic instruction at you, or it's everyone just sort of like holding their breath, not able to say anything, watching you blindfolded try to drop these cubes into the mouths of these animals. That is Yum Yum Island. I discovered this game at Origins, I think like two years ago, and I have to give credit where credit is due. This game is now synonymous in my mind with Charlotte or Alone Shark from the, the board gaming community. Uh, yeah. She picked this up out of like a dollar bargain bin at Origins. So it was like, what, what is this? And what initially <laughs> caught her eye is that some of those animals look kind of odd, kind of like something else. I think it's a kid's game. So I think it's unintentional, but some of those animals are, there were weird art decisions made in this game. And she's like, I got to know what's up with this. <laughs> and she just brought it around to every gaming meetup that weekend and it just spread like wildfire and I got the pleasure of playing it Saturday night of origins which if you've ever worked a show there's a special type of exhaustion and loopiness that yep. kicks in the Saturday night in particular of a show and mm. it was just it was just we had the most yeah. fun we were I my hands were shaking from 
carrying around my filming setup all day. So I'm like trying to drop them in. We're trying to yell at each other over the buzz of this like convention free play area that we're in. We're like, no, a little bit more left. Everyone was like crowding around the table being like, what is going on here? It was just one of those games that just slowly attracted more and more people. You look so doofy with those paper (laughs) goggles on. It's become the stuff of legends for me at conventions. Charlotte will always, if you ever see... Charlotte at a show, she's got a copy on her at all times. It's become <laughs> this massive meme. So I couldn't not put it on this list. Yep. Um, uh. But I think it's mostly for families. And I think it actually would be a really great, really great family game. Or if you're, you know, a slightly loopy adult like myself. Yeah. I I went to try to validate my choice of this by like looking up if anyone had reviewed this game because I had never heard of it before. I stumbled upon a Dice Tower review of it and I was like, oh, hell yeah. Watching it, Tom Vassell's talking about how much he loves it. I'm like, oh, this is great. I feel less crazy. And then, you know, at the end of Dice Tower videos where they lay out all the components and they, they do the gavel of like yep. whether or not it's approved. And Tom goes, yum, yum, island. Kid approved. I was oh. like, oh, I guess we're all just, oh, never mind. <laughs> so Yum Yum Island, kid and, and Ray approved. Nice. I love this game very, very much. Oh, what a choice to start things off, Ray. That's yeah. great. I, I had to. I totally need to play this. Yeah, yeah you know, it looks You have to. Yes. I'm bringing yeah. it to PAX. Come find me. I'm it's it's tradition sure. at this point. And yeah. honestly, I'm a huge fan, uh, wherever possible. More uh, gateway family games that are cooperative, please. Yeah. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Playing some variant of sorry does not bring people together. Like right. you exactly. know, together for yeah. something. Wow. Exactly. And it's really fun yeah. with that blindfold. If you like if you like nyctophobia, you like the idea of playing with your different senses in a game, but you don't like the the spooky, scary nature of nyctophobia, but you want to try to do something like a little bit different like that, where you know you're losing some senses. It's a lot of fun. I would recommend bringing your own blindfold because the one in the box is very painful and uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. um, Good to know. But, Good to know. Nice. But yeah, I I love this game, and I will I, I will talk about blindfold. it till the day I die. No, yeah, I bring my own blindfold <laughs> anywhere I go. So. Of course, yeah, yeah. Of course, Chris is always prepared. Yeah. Chris has learned the hard <laughs> way. Let's just leave it at that. That you should always bring your own blindfold. Byob, you always got to bring your Amazing. own blindfold. Exactly. I, I don't think this should be number ten because I think it should be number one. There we go. Oh, yeah. I convert already. That's there the only yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, let's move on to number nine. Richard. Hi, everybody. Um, well, first of all, I should say, for me, I mean, uh, there are so many great food games out there that I could have talked about, and I think these are all good choices so far. To limit myself, I really wanted to focus on games that was about food prep and really just getting you more connected with the food, you know, making it and then serving it and consuming it. So the ones I'm talking about do that. And I'm going to start with my crunchiest of them. This is a relatively uh, interesting meaty euro. Uh, It is called Consumption Food and Choices. And uh, this is a game that I covered in prototype form many, many years ago, back when I was in Malta, and it's gotten even better since then. But the interesting thing about this game is it was actually designed by a real-world nutritionist, a nutrition scientist. And she was wanted to use the design of this to get people thinking about different diets and their effects on your body. Um, So, at its heart, what we're trying to do is just live a good, balanced meal life. And interestingly, the game doesn't really cast judgment. It says, well, hey, do you want to go paleo? Do you want to go vegan? I mean, these are just what the choices you'll have to make and the effects they will have on your body. And there's actually a few different mini-games in here. Uh, One of the coolest ones is me showing it, uh, setting up right there, is this is actually 
also a supermarket shopping simulation. Because at the beginning of every round, you put all the different foods in this supermarket, uh, and it's got this very, very cool dice-driven draft to let you get the right types of ingredients to put together. Because over on the right, you can see, hey, there's a bunch of cookbooks, which are a bunch of different cards representing all kinds of different meals from different categories. And so you've got, I mean, this is literally a recipe fulfillment game. Um, and you're trying to grit the right ingredients to make the right type. But each player has their own very, very unique board talking about how they are going to focus on, you know, the different, um, you know, whether you're going to focus on grains or fruits and vegetables or meat. And um, it's a really, really engaging game. Incredibly thematic, surprisingly crunchy, and again, driven by real science. Um, you know, the game definitely aims to, you know, inform as much as it does to entertain, and I think it does both really well. And I was really impressed by the prototype I played a long time ago. It eventually got picked up, and, uh, um, you know, if you watch my original run-through, I'm just saying, it has changed since then and gotten even better and a bit more streamlined and smooth playing. But I still think it's one of the most impressive games for what it attempts to do and what it succeeds at, consumption, food, and choices. Wow. I, I'd never heard of this game. Yeah. And... This totally piqued my interest. The fact that it's it was done by an actual nutritionist mm -hmm. that that's really cool. So after you played, did you feel like you learned something? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, and I some of the design elements that are in the final I know came from me too because I did give her some feedback when I was covering the prototype. Oh, so okay. I, I've got a soft spot for the game in my heart as well. But yeah, it's, nice. it's really. Um, I, I I highly recommend it. It's what was it number nine on number the list? Nine. All right. Number nine. I. I yeah. love games that try to incorporate real science. I think yeah. that's mm -hmm. the that's the coolest thing. The only yeah. thing that that stuck out to me was the title is kind of odd consumption. Yes, and um, yeah. so I talked to her about that. I thought it was about like the old timey name for tuberculosis. That's yeah, what I told yes. like the consumption. I, I thought it was going to be plague. Yep, yeah. <laughs> and I, I thought for sure consumption, plague, and taxes. But yeah. I haven't heard this version. <laughs> it's entirely reasonable, and I talked to her about that too. And I'm sure the publisher talked to her about it also. But it I mean, it's kind of cool because it is like this intense. Like I, I guess if it is, if it is a really sciencey, crunchy consumption, is like a yeah. scientific term. Yeah. For like eating, I guess. I guess that is once you see it on the box, it makes sense. But hearing it, I was like, How yeah, is this? totally, totally. Where is this one going? Yep, yep. totally fair. Just, cool. Yeah, I just love food and choices. <laughs> <laughs> oh, such a Euro game title. Yeah, very much so. Why don't we go on to our number eight? Uh, Chris, it's back to you. That's me. Okay, well, my next one, people may not associate as a food game, but it's sure got food in it. It's, it's the only food that I can think about in this game, uh, rather than the other little bits that you're doing, probably just extraneous. Uh, but you're feeding, you're feeding your guests, and your guests are hungry. They're hungry for wine. They're hungry for coffee. They're hungry for strudel. All right, everybody pause and write down in the comments, based on that description, what game is he about to talk about? I, I think thought it, it was a different game, but now I don't know what it is. Yeah, I oh, thought same. I had an idea, but... <laughs> the strudel threw you? Do we know? The strudel totally threw you. The strudel is the key. Yeah. The I thought I was on board. Yeah. The strudel is the key oh. to put your guests in your your... The, there are different rooms that they'd love to go to, but they have to be well-fed before they can go to their red blue and yellow rooms. What is the name of the game, Chris? <laughs> this is Grand Austria Hotel. Oh, yeah. oh nice. <laughs> Good one. And I, yep. and I saw on Board Game Geek um, that there are like some some geek up bits of where you can get actual yes. like, wooden pieces for like strudel and all, and all the... Because uh, I was looking up like 
Also, full disclosure, I forgot that it was called strudel and cake. I knew that there was wine and coffee, and I was like, and there's some other pastries in there. (laughs) (laughs) I figured I should look that up before we we talked about it. Um, I love this game so much. It's so, so good. Uh, It's it's by... that the great design team behind Lorenzo Magnifico mm-hmm. and Golem and um, all the other stuff that they've done that I'm not mentioning right now because <laughs> to keep you in suspense. Yeah, that's the reason. Um, yeah, it's it's so fantastic though. You're competing. You're competing to to have the best hotel. You need to bring hotel guests into your cafe. You need to feed them by getting different resource cubes. Uh, and then you have to put them in their preference of hotel room as well, building out this grid. Uh, and, and what I think is is really exciting about this game is how the actions are determined. You roll a bunch of dice, and you can take a dice, and that will determine your action. But the more dice there are in a category, the stronger that action is. And so if you roll five sixes and one one, yeah, the one in any other game, you might be like, okay, I got to take the one first because there's always there's five sixes. I don't have to worry about the six action. But you may want the strength of that action instead of the of that one smaller action, you know. Mm-hmm. And so and so having that balance is what I think is is so cool. Uh, they do sort of dice worker placement or dice action selection in, in in a great way. Like Lorenzo does it in a very exciting way too, and. Uh, yeah, I just I I think this game is so so phenomenal, so worth the worth the hype, worth its space on the Board Game Geek Top 100, and it's just super fun. But that's that's the key thing that I really enjoy about it, and also of course the food. The food, <laughs> of course. Yep. And here's my problem: the fact that you have to mention that as an afterthought. We are done being complimentary to Chris's choices here. There it is, folks. <laughs> It's my, not my called first, my, my number one is all food. Don't yeah. worry. It's not called Grand Austria Strudel. It's called Grand Austria Hotel. And it is. Yeah. It's probably, I'd be willing to bet, probably my favorite game on this entire list, because I love it to pieces. And I thought about it too. And to be fair yeah. to you, it is listed under the food category on Board Game Geek. It's one of the highest ones. There is a subcategory on Board mm-hmm. Game Geek devoted to food games. And apparently, with your eyebrows raised, you didn't realize that. Um, I didn't. So, I wish I had known that. That would have helped my picks. I probably would have <laughs> Maybe helped. I would have about Uve. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that would be my only problem. But yeah, you're right. It is a brilliant game with uh, yeah, minors so in fun. food as opposed to majors. Uh, I have yeah. a confession. Uh, I just wanted to talk about it. Oh, fair yeah, I have a confession. I thought I'd played this game. I've always had this mixed up with Lorenzo Elvin. Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm looking oh, at it, and like, you know, Chris is talking about it. I'm looking hilarious. at it, like, this looks really familiar. It's like, no, I've played the other one, uh-huh. which I love, by yeah. the way. Um, so again, yeah. that has nothing to do with food, but hey, here we are. It's Chris's choice. We don't have to talk about food because he plays fast and loose with the rules. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> fast yeah. and loose, baby. Apparently, my message I sent that's on his shelf behind it did not come across clearly. Oh, that's enough. right. Yeah. Uh, I thought this was for cutting my strudel and cake. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not what this was for? Dang it. That's, I, I thought you were telling me to put it in. <laughs> Classic Chris. Uh, let's move on to our number uh, seven. Uh, okay. this, is, this is my choice. And All right. once again, I'm going mainly for theme here. I'm really, the, the theme of this really captures the essence of why they, it's, it's a, for a food game. It is a game, number seven, called Kitchen Rush. And that's how you choose a food game Thank as you. opposed to a food-adjacent <laughs> game. Yes. 
Uh, uh, folks, yeah. you're literally in the kitchen prepping, you know, you're uh, running a restaurant, you're prepping food for the um, for your customers. And what I love about this is it's a worker placement game, but those workers are, uh, what are they called? A little sand timers. Yeah. So you place them in different spots and you only have whatever, 30 seconds, 20 seconds, whatever it is to do your moves. And it, it's brilliant. Mm -hmm. I love how fast and, uh, this plays and it really does capture. I've never worked in the kitchen. I've done like some catering gigs and stuff, but nothing behind, you know, behind the counter there where you're prepping food. And yeah. I would imagine it's just as stressful as this. Yeah. Oh well, gosh. Obviously yeah, yeah. more stressful. Yep. But as Amy and Maggie did in their run through, you can see there's all kinds of things you do. You get the food from the pantry, you go to the uh, burners, you've got your, your different, you know, pots and pans going and you have to fulfill orders. You've got to keep those customers happy. And of course, if they're, if you wait too long, they're not going to be happy. They're going to leave and you've lost, uh, you're not going to score points, but Kitchen Rush, folks, I love the theme, and I think it's just brilliant the way they've done it with those sand timers. I thought it was a really yeah. uh, slick move. Yeah. You know, I've always enjoyed playing the meeples are sand timers? Yes. Yes. Yeah, they're all, that's I think. That's so cool. That's genius. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. So, Ray, you, you need to play this. It, it's just, it's so much oh. fun, and um, it's a cooperative game It is a cooperative game, game well, yes. So we're all trying to make sure the yep. restaurant doesn't go out of business, and as soon as the timer goes, you can see them starting to play now. You put that timer down, you do the action, and then that timer is locked there for 30 seconds. Yep. But players have multiples, and I think there's like a community one that players can share Correct. Yeah. and yeah you're f between uh prepping the food between going out and shopping to get more food because your pantry might go empty yep. to um plating the food to actually servicing it it's it is phenomenal so much really fun. good stuff yeah. highly recommend oh, it it's looks a, like the board game version of overcooked which is yeah, like yeah, yeah, the one totally, line that's, that's all you need to say i'm so yeah, on yeah, board yeah, yeah. yeah. that's totally yeah. right yep yeah. I also love seeing Maggie and Amy like rushing around. And then, <laughs> so great, you know, yeah. Normally they're so calm and they're just sitting there. But here it's like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. God, I love real-time games so much. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, for a real-time game, they capture the theme perfectly. You know, just uh, being that mm. mad rush uh, behind the uh, the doors of a, your own kitchen or restaurant. Uh, so much fun. Good stuff. Yeah, this one's in my personal top 10 food games. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Just, nice. yeah, not my top, top tier, but yeah. okay. still really good. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, really cool. Sorry, Chris, did you have thoughts on uh, just... No, no, no. I was saying I probably should pick up a copy. Uh, oh, my gosh. You haven't... Yes. I overcooked a ton. <clears throat> oh, and, yeah. And, uh, like, that... that uh, we're, we're, we're four stars on pretty much every, everything in Overcooked. <laughs> okay. No, no big deal. But if you know, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. No, I have to... I think I just have to go and get a copy of this like immediately after this stream. yeah yeah i, I think i'm I think in the same boat i really think you'll enjoy it yeah yeah cool all right uh let's move uh back on to number six and ray we're gonna throw it back to you all right now i'm worried because now richard's coming for people's choices of <laughs> if it, is know, this food enough or not yeah and this one might be up for contention right. uh, because this is one of those games that could could kind of have had any theme okay uh but this is the card shedding bluffing game spicy which the food theme is that all the cards are various spicy foods. Okay. You've got wasabi, chili, and pepper. And this is sort of like the game Cockroach Poker, but I think it is mm. the superior cousin to Cockroach Poker. Oh, wow, I play really? that game a lot. Yes, and I'll talk about that when I, after I've explained what it is, why I like it more than Cockroach Poker. But basically what will happen is there's those three suits, as I said, wasabi, chili, pepper. The person who starts has to play a card face down in one of those suits, numbered one through three. 
And then play goes around clockwise where everyone continues to put a card face down on top of that one. It has to match the suit. So if I played the one of Wasabi, the person to my left has to also play a Wasabi of a higher number. And they have to claim this is a three Wasabi, right? And that goes play goes around like that. And at any point when someone plays their card, you can put your little paw, as they call it, because there's like tigers. That's what we all are. Don't ask me why we just are. You put your paw on the stack and you say, "Uh uh-uh. You're lying. And you have to call either they're lying on the suit uh, or they're lying on the number. You can't say yeah, you're, you, that's BS. You, you have to claim either number or suit. And then obviously you're trying to shed your hand and also gain points from like, if I correctly call your bluff, I get that stack of cards underneath it. And it goes around like that. I like this. I love bluffing games. I love any sort of social deduction thing or anything like that, that involves reading other people. I really enjoy mm-hmm. that as a mechanic. I like this more than Cockroach Poker because in my experience with Cockroach Poker, there's a little bit of an unevenness in play where you can Mm. target one person a bunch. um, And because you get to pick who you go to in Cockroach Poker, I find that dynamic can leave people out or can like really bully one person. This you have to go in clockwise order. uh, And I really like it. It's I, I love bluffing games and the production value on this is also beautiful. All those cards are these beautiful gold foil cards. The little tiger drawings are gorgeous. And yeah, that's spicy. All right. Nice. Cool. Yeah, and, and yeah. Ray, I think you're perfectly, like, it's just a perfect um, uh, statement about how Cockroach Poacher, it can be a little bullyish, right? I mean, you do. Yeah, it seems little. like every time game I play of Cockroach Poacher, you're going to you're gonna pick on one player. That's mm-hmm. just the way it works. And, and like, you can go after the winner in, a, in like, yeah. all gang up on them. And I don't like games where the last 10 minutes are just you ganging up on the winner. I don't Agreed. enjoy that very much. So Yeah, yeah. and Spicy yeah. definitely. Uh, I've, I've enjoyed my games of Spicy as well. And I, I think you're awesome. perfectly, yeah, that was a perfect uh, statement about the, the game. It's really, really fun. Yeah, and it's a really great way to like get to know people. I love I love games like that. I was I was introduced to this game back when I used to work for CGE. They do this big playtesting retreat where they send everyone out into like the Slovakian mountains to playtest all the games that they're thinking oh, yeah. of publishing. And this game is now nice. being distributed in the US through CGE. So we got to play it there and it was a re- it's a really good way to get to know people and yeah, mm. I love this type of game and this is I think my favorite in the light card bluffing genre. Yeah. yeah. Now, nice. uh, remind me, is this a minimum three-player game, or can you it play It must two? be, right? It must be. Yeah. I think so. Don't quote me on that, though. I've only ever played it with, like, a bunch of people, so yeah, I'm not yeah, familiar yeah. with its but, minimum. Yeah, I thought there was someone, hit, on BGG or something, someone was, like, working on a two-player variant or whatever, but I, I, I don't I remember. Kn- yeah. I know Eleni, who works for CG, played it with her partner a lot, um, yeah. and she said she enjoyed it. But it's not like an official official player count. Got it. Got it, it says two to six on BGG. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I wonder if it has some the community yeah. says three to six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's cool. unsurprising. All right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Great choice. Uh, that was our number six. So let's move on to number five. Oh, it's back to Richard. Hi, everybody. Um, yeah. So <laughs> this again is one that's all about food prep. And you know, making the right, uh, you know, getting the right ingredients to make the right meal, and I really like it a lot. I'm sure nobody's heard of it besides me. It is called Master Sweets, and this is a game that, um, what would you? I, I would liken it kind of to Ticket to Ride, in that a, a, a large portion of the game is getting the uh, right cards in your hand that uh, represent different ingredients, you know, fruits and flour and eggs and milk and, you know, you know, just a wide variety. You can see them 
all there, probably almost all of them. There's chocolate and whatnot. And the thing is, over time, you're building a bigger and bigger hand. And, you know, in Ticket to Ride, you're trying to build the right, get the right collection of cards to lay track down. Here's the deal. The grid of all the cards you can see on the table, any row or column of that is functionally a recipe for a particular meal you're trying to make. So, like, if you look in the middle, there's, oh, there's milk and fruit and lots of butter and chocolate. So, one of the fun things about this game is, uh, if I can get that particular combination of ingredients in my hand, I can claim that entire row or column and say, that's the meal I'm making. It's kind of the same as, you know, getting all my trains on the, on the board. And the interesting thing that happens is, once I um, clear that out, they all go away and everything else shuffles together and tightens up to rebuild. You can see over time, the grid is changing. Oh, I thought I desperately needed one more butter. Oh, but now I don't need butter. I can fill that in that much quicker. And so imagine Ticket to Ride. Oops, that was a short video. We need to turn on looping. Come on back. All righty. Or I'll just go over there. There we go. Loop. Oh, it was looping. Oh, I just didn't let it loop. Right. Um... <laughs> Anyway, imagine a ticket to ride where the board is constantly evolving and changing. And so you're trying to make plans, and but, oh my gosh, you took that other thing. I could pivot and make this other particular meal now. Um, and of course, the interesting thing is, you know, like ticket to ride, you spend all your cards to collect these. It is sharp and fast. And as I said in my little uh, rapid review here, I would play this over ticket to ride any day because I think there's more going on. It's got that same kind of fast playing, get cards, rummy feel, but you've got special player powers. You also have a lot of different modes. There's like a really nasty cutthroat mode you can play if you want that. There's a cooperative version you can play. It's got a great solo mode. It's got a ton of variety built in. And at the end of the day, one of Jensen, my favorite things is, you know, a particularly odd, oh, there's like three fruit and some cream and some nuts. What is that? Is that, uh, you know, is that a banana split I've made for myself? Uh, you know, it, it gives a little bit of role playing too. Like, look at this concoction I have made. Isn't it delicious? And yeah, it's, it's really flying under the radar. It hasn't got a lot of attention, but I think it's very, very sharp. And anybody who likes Ticket to Ride and likes food owes it to themselves to try out Master Sweets. You you had me at Ticket to Ride and food. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, That's I, a good I, pitch. Yeah, I really want to try this. I've never... Heard it. Well, why do you think it sort of flew under the radar? Oh, it's just it's from a very, very small publisher. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, that tiny little Kickstarter. Yeah. I think they did a second one a couple of years ago, if I recall correctly. But yeah, it was just, you know, I mean, in an industry where 10,000 great games come out every year, you know, not yeah. all of them are going to resonate or get noticed. But yeah, I think it's really great and worth seeking out. Nice. Awesome. Cool. I, you know, where it, well, that was number five. I'm super hungry right now. We're recording this live, uh, and you know, it, it's yeah. around lunchtime here on the Pacific uh, West, uh, the West Coast. And yeah, <laughs> we, we got to get through this yeah, list. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's yeah. move it. Let's move it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, great choice. I, I want, I really want to play this. Um, but let's throw it back over to Chris, who's got our number four. All right. This is my last pick. This is one that is very much about food. Mm. And marketing. Um, and there's it's all marketing and not food. And this is actually kind of topical because the special deluxified edition kind of came out today. Oh, okay. On Game yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but this is Food Chain Magnate. Yep. Uh, yes. So Food Chain okay. Magnate by Splatter Games. Uh, I played this game for the first time this summer. And man, is it fun. It's, it's yeah, it, it, it's really slick and it's a lot less complicated than I expected. I feel yeah. like it has this, it had this like image around it for me that all oh, was so, it's going to be so intense. It's going to be four hours. Like you really got to buckle down. But really, it's, it's just like a bunch of tech trees. 
it's it's very tech tree the board game yeah uh and as you as you sort of navigate how to promote your food the food that you're getting and the food that you want to deliver to your customers yeah. and so there's this big sort of board laid out there there's a bunch of different houses and those houses they don't know they want food until you put up a billboard right next to their house that says hey you want pizza and they're like <laughs> yeah i do want pizza you're right and then you hear some air, radio airwaves and they're like, ah, yeah, you want lemonade too with that pizza. They're like, yeah, I need pizza and lemonade. And if I don't get pizza and lemonade from one restaurant, I'm not leaving my house ever again. <laughs> um, and that's basically how the game proceeds is then it's up to you to try to get those those resources and fulfill. Um, it, it really is structured too from like a strategy point. And this is important if you ever pick it up and you and to know the game. The first few turns are so, so important because yeah. they kind of define your strategy for the rest of the game. That's something that I think people will really like or people will really dislike because there are these milestones and they're really, really powerful milestones. So you can have, uh, if you, the first person to get rid of food uh, gets a fridge that can hold 10 food in between rounds. And so you don't then have to play your fry cooks, your burger chefs, or your pizza cooks every round. You can play them a couple rounds, build up a supply of pizza in your fridge, and then be like, okay, cool. I don't have to devote like resources uh, and uh, to that to that thing. And they're all super, super powerful. Uh, and and it's really important that whoever's teaching you the game like emphasizes how powerful they are. Mm -hmm. uh, but but there's just like a wide variety of strategy uh, and there's not too much rules complexity. There's not like too much minute little things. It's pretty streamlined. Uh, but I, I also have to say, since there is like a Kickstarter going on, I, I think the, the base game is going to be the better version. I think it's going to be the better version because the, the, this, this deluxe Kickstarter is giving you a bunch of plastic pieces. And like, you got to put things on those, those houses. And, and if there's a big plastic piece and there's like a little, pizza slice tucked in the corner of it it's less readable like it's actually less readable to the game state wow than, uh than if you were to put like a, a little piece uh, a pizza symbol on a flat tile so like personally i'm like i was excited to see this come back like come in this deluxified version but i i like the uh the base game just fine and for like 50 percent of the price Mm -hmm. Sorry about it. Yeah. Um, that's that's the thing. There's there's a really nice thing that the there's a black magic insert where you can have all the cards stacked up. Which card organization is going to be a huge part of this? Because there's all tech trees, and it's like I'm going to buy this person who's going to chain off into that. And so there's a lot of like taking cards and building out your own little pyramid of uh, the CEO hierarchy. But um, yeah, it's it's really slick. Uh, I like it a lot. I it, it gets me actively excited to get it back to the table too. So, uh, and just experiment with different, like, which milestone am I going to get that's going to really change the strategy of what superpower that I can do versus uh, everybody else who didn't get it at the same time. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm so glad it's on Kickstarter now with this new edition, and I, I sort of feel ashamed for admitting this, but for years, I have stayed away from this game because I didn't like the look of it. I felt like yeah. it looked oh, very really? clip art. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. You know this is I mean? widely yeah. regarded as one of the best ugly games of all time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just I couldn't get over I that. I love purple. the look. I actually yeah. love, I, the, I love the, well, you do love. Okay, the, the, the that's interesting. I'm with Chris as well. I really like how this game looks. The, the 50s Americana vibe is fantastic. The fact that your player aid yeah. is a literally 50s diner menu that you can open up okay. and leave through is brilliant. Yeah. But the board that you spend the majority of your time looking at, yeah. it's 
I, 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 a different strokes for different folks. Yeah, um, yeah some totally. people find yeah, yeah, beauty, yeah. beauty in austerity, I suppose, exactly. and I guess that's what this delivers. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and that, that's why I'm, you know, again, you can totally keep the uh, the original game and have fun with it. I'm looking forward to this new version because it's going to finally get me over the hump because I want to play this game. I've never played it, and I know it's it's a it's game. a brilliant game. Yeah, it is also really a brilliantly good. cutthroat game because yes. uh, Chris was talking about. Yeah. Oh, I put all that work into making the people want the lemonade mm -hmm. and the pizza, and then what do you know? You open up a shop right next door to me and completely undercut me and all the work I did is gone and yeah. oh I just lost um, yeah. <laughs> you know if, if, again if you don't play your cards right I gotta say the most brilliant thing about it is the uh, personnel management I loved the the way that works like I said it's kind of the base of a tech tree and um, just mm -hmm. really sharp and Hey, you know what? It's a step up from your previous one because at least food is in the title. Even if it's only barely <laughs> in, the in the game title. itself. <laughs> Food's in the title. There you go. <laughs> I knew I'd get by on this one. Yeah. <laughs> nice one, I Chris. said, I, I just looked through my shelf and I saw food and I said, okay, I guess that's there you fine. Go. Easy peasy. And then I was like, I, I got to play it now. <laughs> Love it. Well, I also really want to play this one. I'm in the same boat as Ruel. I've never actually played this. I really want to because I, I actually am one of those people who likes it. I love the description of it, but every time I've been this close to someone teaching it, the description of the game turns off one person. And they're like, yeah, actually, let's play something else. Because mm, that, yeah. you, like, the description you gave is exactly what I've heard every single time, which is that it's mm. long. The first couple yeah. of turns are really important. And, yeah. and there's always one person who's like, eh, let's do something else. And I've come this close like five times because I would like to play it with someone who knows it. That's how I want to learn it. Yep. And I've yeah. been in that situation multiple times and it always gets uh, yoinked for, for something else. So I'm yep. really hoping. And then uh, you bring out Yum Yum it. Island every And then I'm like, hey, <laughs> man, let's just play Yum Yum Island. Let's worry. Nice. Okay, we're getting to the top. I wouldn't worry. Oh, yeah, just just on yeah. the on the timing. Like, I wouldn't worry that much about the timing. Like, I I it took. Yeah. I think it took our our four player game with three new players. I think it took us like two and a half hours. Oh, which that's is, actually not that's bad. Pretty good. Yeah. Like, especially yeah. when it's being touted as this like four hour sort of like. I yeah. I don't see how it could get that with the like with the decision space that you have mm -hmm. to do. I was expecting something way more complex, mm -hmm. uh, and and I actually found it like very reasonable we did sort of opt for a, a shorter game because basically at the beginning there's a set amount in the bank and then everybody mm -hmm. puts in a secret amount into when the bank refreshes right. so you can put in a large amount or a small amount and you know okay i put in four hundred dollars so it, there's going to be at least a little bit of time to get my engine running or no i put two hundred dollars so i'm going to pursue like a quicker strategy i think that's the that's the design behind it. Yeah. Uh, and so we all kind of opted for like the two hundred dollar level when we played it for that like two and a half hour sure. that's the thing this it, is a game it's, that was good right yeah its length can be very yeah. dependent on players and if everybody yeah. throws in yeah. i mean yeah mm -hmm. it can be an epic not quite Twilight yeah. Imperium experience, but it can do that, which is why you always need to have at least a, one or two people at the player table who are treating it as a race mm -hmm. and saying, no, I'm going to yeah. make yeah. this go fast, and I'm going to get in and make my money and get out while everybody else is still building up their infrastructure. All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I can't wait to play it one of these days. Um, who knows, Ray? Maybe we'll play it together for the first time. There you go. I yeah, would love that. Yeah, I would genuinely be, love that. Yeah, yeah. likewise. Um, 
we're at the top three now, folks. We're right. the top three food games, and it's back to me. Um, I had to put this game on the list because it is one of the first games that I played when I got into the hobby uh, years ago, and it's still a game that I use, and I'll talk about in just a second, as far as explaining a certain mechanism. Mm -hmm. And it's our number three. It is Sushi Go. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. there's food in the game, and there's our friend, uh, the Dragon's Tomb uh, Planet. It's a classic set collection card drafting game. You're drafting different types of sushi. They score different you're going to play it simultaneously as the other players. Then you pass your cards to the left or right, yep. and you continue. You play three rounds. There's certain ones that score bonuses at the end of the round. I think it's the desserts. And um, I could have put in any version of this. Sushi Go, Sushi Party, or even Sushi Roll, the mm -hmm. dice one. Mm -hmm. I love them all. They're all pretty much the same game, but obviously with dice or whatnot. Uh, but this game... I use it to explain card drafting. Sure. And it's mm -hmm. I use this as part of my holy trinity of uh, card drafting games. You Sushi Go, then I explain Seven Wonders, and then we got to Blood Rage. <laughs> and those are the three... The pipeline. The pipeline, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, of card drafting. <laughs> and I think this is the perfect one because it's uh, easily portable. I played it so many times with family and friends and non-gamers. Gamers, it's a nice little filler. And, I mean, it's got super cute art. I mean, pudding... I mean, come on. It's one of the cutest games ever. And um, it's... One, by one of my favorite designers, Phil Walker-Harding, praise be, a wonderful designer. And he's got this special place in my heart because all his games are very accessible and they're just a lot of fun. And that's why it's our number three pick, folks, Sushi Go. All right. And uh, before we talk about the game, uh, for folks who aren't familiar with the channel, The Dragon's Tomb, his whole <laughs> yeah. shtick is he makes a video how to play of a yeah. game making up his own rules. <laughs> so please do not have read the text in this portion and think, oh, I think I understand how to play this game now. That's he right. most definitely do not. not no, he, he, makes, he, makes it, he makes it very accurate how to play. I, he's the only one who I've seen does the, the actual how to play actual correctly. Rules. I stand corrected. I stand corrected. Uh, that's the only one who teaches my yeah, <laughs> right. You can get a score of fifteen thousand one hundred. That's a pretty good score. Yeah, that's yeah, not all. That's a pretty good score in Sushi Go. <laughs> the million, the million. Oh, that's a, that's a good score. Yeah. What a good channel. Yeah. But you're, you, you know, this game has made a really big impact because whenever I'm sitting down to Jen and saying, "Okay, we're going to play this game," and you know, it's like Sushi Go. You know, Sushi Go yep. or Seven Wonders are the two games you reference mm. to immediately understand yep. a closed hand draft. Yep. You know, like Sushi Go. Um, and yeah, it's a great gateway. It's it's charming. It's fast. It's adorable. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I would yeah. say I, I would think most people would consider it a pretty solid entry for food as well. Yeah, uh, because it is about getting the right number of totally. points and getting the right combinations of foods together that work right. well together, and therefore they're more valuable. Yeah, yeah, good choice all around. Now, uh, I, I'm like totally off the, I was just going to ask, do you eat sushi? No. Okay. So I want to make sure. Also, it doesn't make me hungry like some of the other uh, <laughs> games. So it uh, doesn't have any unfortunate side effects. Gotcha. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's less appetizing because all the sushi have cute little faces on them. And you yeah. Like, oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, eating this yeah. cute little sushi. Yeah. Yep. Or more appetizing, depending oh, on the yes. There you go. Yeah, if yeah. we're going with the Donner family party. <laughs> yeah. Party game. Amazing. Nice. All right. Uh, we got two left. Ray, you've got our second choice for the list. All right. So this one, uh, if you watch the pre-show, I alluded to this game. My number two is A Feast for Odin. Mm -hmm. um, and this game is probably why... Uwe Rosenberg will be my favorite designer probably forever. I adore this game um, so, so very much. I am a big uh, worker placement and also spatial reasoning person. Those are like my two favorite mechanics. And this game 
puts them together in the most amazing way possible. So this is classic Rosenberg game. You are feeding your workers and being a Viking and raising your animals and breeding your animals and all the things that you know and love uh, from Rosenberg. And your goal in Feast for Odin is to expand out and fill up your little board with various goods, whether they be you know animal products or trinkets from your raids, all your Viking activities. You're trying to get these little polyominoes. Is that the phrase yep, yep. for them? These little, you nailed it. Yeah polyominoes to fit in your viking field that's the one part thematically that kind of falls through you just have a field with all your stuff in it but don't (laughs) don't think about that too hard you're trying to get these little polyominoes together um to fill out your field and the food element of this i know it's i know it's secondary but you also because it's a game you have to feed your workers so in addition to getting trinkets to put in your field you're also trying to get meat and milk and such to feed your vikings and i just love this game you've got this giant section on the left hand of the board that's like 30 worker placement options and my adhd brain just like flashes (laughs) colors with that many options i adore it i find it a lot less punishing than agricola which is one of my other favorite games there's you can obviously block people off from stuff but because you have those 30 things to do and it's a relatively well-balanced game someone takes what you're gonna do eh, you can you can go somewhere else. There's a ton of options. There's a ton of paths to victory. There are obviously a couple strategies that are kind of considered the best ones, but I have seen people win with just animal breeding and all sorts of crazy um, hyper fixations on different parts of the game. And I just love how many options there are. And that spatial reasoning is so wonderful. I love that like when it's not my turn, I can be fiddling with my little polyominoes to try to see where they're going to go. Because like I'm that person in Catan when it's not my turn, I'm like building a little physical tower out of my pieces while I'm waiting for everyone else. I love that that's basically a thing I can do in my downtime is I can be fiddling with how my things fit together. This game is also fantastic on BGA. If you've never played it on BGA, it's super, super good. If this game is kind of beefy and long for you to get to the table, the BGA adaptation is fantastic. Um, yeah, this is a, a feast for Odin. I adore this game. It's just everything, everything I love from Uve as a designer. And it's it's so good. I love it so much. I feel like every time I play it, I learn a new thing, mm-hmm. especially playing with people who are better than me on BGA who kick my butt. I'm like, oh man, how, how did you double my score? How did you possibly <laughs> do that? It's one of those games that I love losing because I love watching how people carve their path to victory. It's fantastic. You gotta love when you so can appreciate a game even though you lose at it. You know, yeah. and I, I there's a couple of games like that for me where I lose all the time. And one of my favorite games oh. of all time, Blood Rage, which I just talked about. I lose at the game so much, yet I still love it uh, for what it is. But um, yeah, yeah, Feast for Odin, of course. It, it's yeah, um, it's got feast in the title. You're, I you're was good. just gonna hey, say, please, it does please. have give, feast give, in the give title. Me this. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, we got in the title. We got feast in the title. Hey, we're good. Here's the thing: it's another one that ranks very, very high on Board Game Geek's food related. If you go into that uh-huh. category, so the denizens of Board Game Geek agree. And uh, yeah, and, and I'm certainly say you know I think it's reasonable because at the end of the, it is all about trying to get that feast, exactly. you know, and that's a much bigger yeah. part of the game than say Agricola, where okay, I just have to have a certain number of food right. tokens yeah. to feed. Yeah. Whereas here, I've got to puzzle them together, and I, everything is always circling back towards that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, and uh, everything is puzzly. Even the food mechanic, you can't have, oh, I can't just yeah. stockpile a bunch of meat and throw it on my table. You can only have one meat, then you've got yep. to diversify that food, so you've got to yeah. go out and hunt and get a different type of meat. Everything comes back to that polyamino, fiddly, puzzly bit. I love it so much. Yeah, yeah. they are surprisingly I also find it the picky. Least, 
those uh, yeah. pirates or those are. My Vikings. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Were you I, I say, least, no, I find it's the least punishing in terms of also like feeding your people is the easiest yeah. to do mm-hmm. as yeah. well because if you know if they're if you don't have enough food you just feed them silver coins and they can yeah. snack on those <laughs> that's my fine. favorite part is you can just give them money if you don't have food you're like man chew on this you'll be fine yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to worry about yeah. you know getting the begging cards in agricola yeah, yeah. yeah. oh god yeah. exactly it chew is the less coin. punishing of the two yeah. as much as i yeah, love yeah. agricola i would pick yeah a feast for Odin any day, just because it feels like it's more open. There's more to do, and there's just more varied actions in this game. And God, I just love looking at that grid of like 35 options. My brain just, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. And I will just say that this is the game that got me to stop playing Uwe Rosenberg games. Really? No, oh, yes. do you this hate it? it? I hated no. it until That's... Norwegian's oh, no. expansion the came expansion? out yeah. and fixed yeah. everything. I mean, that, that is, um, if we ever do Broke a top 10 a mandatory must-have expansions, the Norwegian expansion for Feast for Odin is absolutely must-have. Because I do think everything you said is right. Everything about it is brilliant. But the insane swinginess of the card draws of that game, to me, just mm, completely sure. undo it. Uh, I mean, I've sure. had brilliant strategies just completely destroyed. And there's really, the game doesn't give you much of a way to pivot. If, look, I need more freaking spears. Everything about me is wailing. And I've spent the whole game and I can't get a single one. Why isn't there a, you know, a face-up, you know, draw a draft or draw three, pick one, anything. The randomness yeah. of those uh, that card deck, the weapon, the, weapon or the tools card deck. But then yeah. Norwegians fixed that so beautifully and made the rest of the game even better. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm glad you came around. I, I, yeah. I got there in the end. <laughs> nice. And speaking of the end, we're at the hey, top of the list. Richard, what do you got for number one? Okay, number one is, uh, once again, it's all about making that delicious, delicious meal and uh, cooking it. And it's going to be another one that probably nobody has heard of. And it's a real shame because more people should play Cuisine a la carte. And, uh, well, I know you're going to like this because what would you get if you cross food with Star Realms? Oh, really? Was <laughs> he a la carte? Oh, wow. Really? Yes. Oh, this is yet. hello, sir. Yes, this oh. is a deck building game. Um, you know, and you start out with a deck that's mostly salt because you know that'll always work. You know, the meal's not working. Just throw some more salt in it. Yeah. But you are drafting to get all the different ingredients you need to make particular meals. Uh, over to the side of the board, you've got a, uh, a you know celebrity chefs you're trying to impress by getting the right types of meals together. You are mixing and matching. Or you know, trying to do set collections because hey, if you get a green card and you play it, you know what it does to the other green cards. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's got that. It, it plays smooth. It is fun, and it is once again all about okay. Well, I've got this big collection of cards. I've made it, and what is this meal? Again, it's something I really like as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I define what the meal is I'm making by dr- this random cards. Now, here's the twist though. After you make the meal, bye bye cards. Oh, so this also mixes in this idea of it's a deck deconstruction game as well. You spend a lot of time getting the right cards together. And there are ways you can hold on to your cards instead of getting rid of them. But this game does make you pivot. And you're like, oh, I've made the perfect green and blue deck. And I just got rid of all my blue cards and my green cards. Maybe it's time to go to, you know, the other food source, the uh, dairy, which is the reds and, right. and give up on the fish now. It's really, really sharp. It's a lot of fun. It's mouth-watering. Um, and again, it really brings the food category to life. And if you like deck building, and if you like Star Realms, or Hero Realms, or yeah. Cthulhu Realms, or any other realms, this is basically Food Realms. Food realms and uh, I think it is well <laughs> worth seeking out uh, Cuisine a la carte. Yeah, you had me at hello. I, yeah. As I said, I am totally... I need to get this. I 
another game that, yeah, you're right, I have never heard of this yep. game. And another one that flew under the radar, I'm assuming it's a small publisher. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, yeah. Food, Star Realms, yeah. yeah. I'm, in. Who, I'm in. Who publishes um, Hero Realms and Star Realms again? Oh, uh, Wise Wizard. Wise, uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, we gotta we gotta get them in. We there you go. Get them involved. The there you go. Get realms. them to buy it up. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think calling it Food Realms and like putting it under that IP and just like bringing yeah. it over. I'm all I over. I think it. that'd be a smash hit. Food Realms Genius. or maybe Chef Realms or yeah. Uh, come on, let, let, let's get this game out there. I I totally love everything about this game that you ta- talked about. All right, it's great. Okay, so twelve games, friends. Food games. I am starving right now. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We want to yeah. thank Ray from the Opera for joining us yeah. today on this uh for this list. Ray, thank you so much. You've been great. Oh my god. Really of appreciate course. This you. was this was a blast. It, I had so much fun like scourging my collection for food themed games. It was a really mm-hmm. fun prompt. So yeah. thanks so much for having me on. All right. Apparently nobody else knew besides you. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's official. Yeah, it is. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Okay. And we will all play Yum Yum Island when we go to PAX. I'll oh, bring yeah. it with me. Make a sure must everyone, try. Must. Awesome. Yes. everyone yeah. tries it out. <laughs> and, and by the way, folks, I think we mentioned it throughout, but we're not done yet. We're about to go into the post show. If you're watching this on YouTube, after you check out the Ops Black Friday sale, uh, follow the links down in the show notes to go to the extended version of this. You'll get to know Ray in the pre-show. We do a lot of fun games with the audience. And in the post show, we'll be telling you about some honorable mentions that just missed our list as well. So you don't want to miss that. Yeah. Links again down in the show notes. All right. And uh, that'll do it. Uh, Richard, do you want to take us away? Well, thanks for watching, everybody. Talk to you later. And thank you to the Op Games. So long. Uh, bye bye and hello we are back uh thanks folks we are now in the post show for the pre-show hey the chat. pre-show Hi, chat missed you oh yeah the, the, i the hate not show. talking to chat yeah <laughs> they're back I they're back guys. Ray, let's hi, talk everybody. to chat let's uh, say hi yeah, let's talk, talk to i just chat. talk to him anyway yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi bill it's good to see you i love good it. to see thanks everyone thank you for hanging out with us um so what we're gonna do now we're gonna talk about some of the games that didn't make our final cuts yep um i'll I'll start things off. So I've got a, I had a few that didn't make the cut. Um, point, well, point salad with uh, y'all picking yeah. that one. Uh, also had yeah. Monster Crunch, the bre- breakfast battle game. Remember those old what? school? Um, that sounds very funny. I do yes. love that title. Yeah, it's yeah. like one Damn. of the best. It, it's a it's a card shedding game based on all those old school cereals, like Franken Crunch, was it or those monster cereals? Yeah, 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 sure, sure. It's it's just a card yeah. shedding game using that uh, theme. It's a really cool. fun okay. light game. Um, also, delicious from point. Uh, Honestly, from, I thought for sure that would be on your list. It, it was really close. It was really close. Um, I, I love that from Pencil Purse, a roll and write game, talking about all kinds of uh, food and veggies that you collect. Also, had Filipino Fruit Market. This is a very hard game to come about. Mm. It is a trick ticking game based on Filipino Fruit Market. And finally, Gudetama, the tricky egg card game. I just love Gudetama. It's a little cute little egg character, and it's a uh, trick-taking game that's very uh, easy to pick up and get into. Yes. I love him. Super cute game. Uh, What about y'all? Games that didn't make the cut, Chris? Uh yeah, I had I had sushi go on my list obviously, but I had sushi go party because I love yeah. the miso soup card. Um, Which I one think does, sushi what does that is, do again? The miso is is, is 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 better because it's just like a, a oh nice miso thing, soup is the one where oh, if you play it so and other people play it, um, no, oh, that's right, no you have to be one, the oh, only one to play it. That's right, yeah. yeah. And so uh, well, the way I play sushi go party when the miso soup card is in there is I play miso soup. 
and it doesn't matter. <laughs> I play you just assert I your dominance. Soup, I'm it. going to play miso soup. It does not work out well <laughs> because everybody takes a turn playing miso soup, but it's very fun. Nice. Uh, but like, if, at, no matter what I'm putting forward, they're like, what, what are you playing? I'm like, I think you know. I think it's a miso soup. And like, if I get a miso soup in my hand, Oh, I'll play it. It's on 100%. the table. And, that's great. And I think I got like seven points because that's <laughs> all I did. But it was like one of the most fun games of Sushi Go Party I've I've ever played. Awesome. Um, so that uh, obviously had to be on the list. Uh, and then I had I had Morels on the list, which is a oh, little yeah. two player game mm-hmm. that my my girlfriend really likes. You're you're collecting mushrooms yep. in the forest and like cooking them into into sets. Basically, you can use the sets for points. Or you can use the sets for more like flexible buying power. Uh, and then I had Dolce on the list as well. Oh, from, uh, yeah. From Stronghold. That's a nice uh, game. I, I, yeah, I like it. It's it's the definition of multiplayer solitaire. Like you're you're not playing against mm. anybody else at all whatsoever. Like there's no interaction, and it's very fiddly in terms of uh, you, you need you need people just to be keeping track of their score correctly, and sometimes they won't. But like the way things cascade down you can use you can use a resource for all of it and then it gets runoff that you can use in another in another recipe and then you can use that runoff in another recipe and just chaining those resources down is uh i think i think really fun i think it's a really fun game uh and the the cube colors are horrible because they're all beige <laughs> oh, there's like five nightmare. different cubes yeah. and they're all beige it's just uh, atrocious they like went for really nice tones but it's like oh here's caramel and vanilla and cocoa and i'm like i don't know I know oh, what the eggs God. are, but that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it's a, it's a really fun game as well. So those were kind of the ones that I was I was uh, floating around as well. Putting awesome. On, um, cool. Thanks. As honorable mentions. Ray, do you have any that didn't make the uh, cut? I had a couple. Right. Um, which, first of all, I had Sushi Go initially on my list as well, but then I was like, someone else is going to put yep. it. So I, I swapped <laughs> it out. Sushi Go is so, I, I just want to reiterate, Sushi Go is like my go-to yeah. entry, entryway yeah. game. I love that game. So much. It's a blast to play on stream as well. It's super fun. Yes. Uh, but I had diced veggies on my list, which I couldn't. Oh, that's a new one. Because oh, yeah. I haven't played it. So I was like, I can't. But mm. I, I think I'll love it. It's a it's a tactile little game where you've got this little grid of dice. And then you're going to take your little chipboard knife yeah. and chop yeah. off a section it of adorable. it. <laughs> it's supposedly for kids because it's kid table kids table board gaming. But when I was chatting with the woman there at Gen Con, she was like, yeah, you can like add in these extra cards to make it a better like entry level game for adults. And I just love a little gimmick like that. A little tactile, yeah. again, spatial reasoning. Where are you going to chop your dice? I haven't played it, so in good conscience, I couldn't put it on the list, but God, I want to try it so bad. I want totally. to cut my little dice veggies so bad. It's yeah, such a clever theme, such a clever thematic tie-in with the with the name and everything. Um, and then the other one I had on my list, which again, in good conscience, I couldn't put on the list because I worked on it, uh, but mm. I almost put on Surrealist Dinner oh, Party by Resonim, which was a game oh, that I worked oh, yeah. on during my time at Resonim. Uh, which is a, as the name implies, a surrealist dinner party. You are inviting real life surrealist artists and and writers and all that kind of stuff to your house. And they are surrealist. So they are eccentric and strange and they want eccentric and strange things. And it's basically, you're just trying to feed them their various needs and the different people, you know, some people want a lot of wine and drama and some people are just (laughs) here for some bread and don't want anyone to talk to them. Really cool thematic game of like serving your little dinner party. If you like weird looking games as well, one of my favorite things about this game is the art. We got a real life surrealist artist, (laughs) Virginia Mori, to illustrate the game. And we worked with the estates of all the real life surrealists in the game to get 
depictions of these artists that sort of mirror their own style. Really weird, really cool game. Uh, but I, I worked on it, so I felt icky putting it on the list. But go check it out if you haven't. If you like, um, if you like art history, or if you just like a light food themed mm. game, yeah, Surrealist Dinner Party. And that's that's all I had. I actually struggled a little bit to find food games. I now apologize. that I know that we're defining it so broadly, Her. I could have picked a bunch of stuff, but I was trying so hard to pick ones that Richard would approve of. I think <laughs> I failed with spicy, but I tried my best. I will not be There's sending so you a knife anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll, it'll show up totally unrelated. Yeah, <laughs> someone else did that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Let's see. There's so, so many in the chat too that I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. that's one, that's one. That's so one. I know. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. What about you, sure. Richard? Uh, what else, I, uh, did you have? He loves kids' games. Oh, sure. Is that the lore that's coming from this? Is that I just like games for children? Bloody yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man! If it's if it's five and up, I'm there. Oh, Give it to me. Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch in yeah. the chat, and I, several of my notes, mm. like Newsford and Fleet and whatnot. I tried to stay away from mm. like mass industrial stuff because to me, it, it's is more mm. like it's less of the food and more of the product. Yeah. Uh, but my yeah. top 10 okay. is number 10, dollars to donuts. You uh, Did you have point salad? Or no, you, uh, Chris had point Chris salad? Had point uh, yeah. This is from the same design trio. Molly Johnson, Sean Stankiewicz, mm. Robert Melview. It's one of their lesser known ones. Tile Lang, all donuts, all the time. And those three working together is always <laughs> great. Number nine, Sweet Mess, a pastry competition, Wait. which is about making pastries. And it's all about, hey, I grab the ingredients I want, but when I pull them out of the bowl, more ingredients spill into other bowls. So the draft is constantly changing and updating. It's very, very cool. Number eight, Walkstar, one of the first real-time board games of all time. And then number seven, Kitchen Rush. Uh, so I put them kind of next to each other. Yeah. I, I think they're both great and get all that, you know, that frantic feel of working in a kitchen and producing food. Number six, Morels. I thought for sure it'd make your shortest oh. short list, um, Chris. Um, number five, Critter Kitchen, which I've only played the prototype and I really need to, I wouldn't want to put it higher until I've played the final version of it, but it's really sharp. And then number four, Chocolate Factory. Which, uh, I, there are a lot of chocolate games I could have talked about, but yeah. most of them are fairly abstract, like Truffle Shuffle and Chocolatier. Mm. Um, but this one, it's all about getting that chocolate through the assembly line and you know mixing the nuts in and all that, so it really is much more mouthwatering. And then I had a whole bunch that I... I had Grand Austria Hotel as a, well... If I was playing fast and loose, I also had Dolce <laughs> and also Cafe. If you like Dolce, you've got to try Cafe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, my farm shop and beer and bread. Beer and bread, I thought you might I, get on I, your I list. Consider it. Um, yeah. Right. Oh, and fromage. Nobody's played it yet, but it's all about cheese. It's really cool. Oh, yeah. That and then. Cool. And then, um, I just don't consider it food, but I know wine is food, so Vinos would have made my list yeah. if I was if I was oh, bringing. If we started going in. out into drinks, you could have had distilled and viniculture. Exactly, that would, yeah, it would have been a mess. Yep. Yeah. It would have been a madhouse. Yeah. Exactly. So I kept drinks. liquids off, and I, that means I also kept out Scrumpy, which is about making, um, you know, harvesting the apples and making cider. Oh, a uh, neat little. Uh, yeah. uh, oh, and then that. the other one, the the, yeah. the coffee yeah. shop in Germany one that I can't remember the name of right now that just popped into my head. Oh yeah, I know exactly what you're talking yep. about. It is. I it, yeah, well, I know exactly what you're talking about. It didn't make my so yeah. Anyways, yeah, if y'all know what we're thinking, of yes, so in the comments yeah. below. <laughs> uh, but we are out of time. Uh, we. I've had a great time. Richard, thank mm -hmm. you for stopping by yep. in real life. This is great. And thank you, uh, Ray, for hanging out with us today uh, here on the r, &R of Show. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And Chris, as always, thank you for being the handsome devil that you are. Seize the bean. Seize the bean. <laughs> thank, thank you. you. There it is. The Kim wins the... Uh, Kim is a double winner today yes. with the uh, Battle Royale and <laughs> remembering the name Seize the Bean. That's yes. right. 
Uh, what we're going to do next is uh, raid someone. Uh, I think our friends from the Good Times Society are about to play some oh. board games. So we're going to raid uh, Becca and Jake and right. crew. Uh, thank you again for watching, folks. Have a wonderful day, wonderful week. Be sure to watch the video when it drops tomorrow on YouTube. Uh, Richard, any final thoughts before I start the raid? No, i got to hit the road, man. Okay, hit the road. All right, <laughs> folks. Got 10 seconds until we all hit the road. Uh, again, thank you so much for your support. Uh, be kind to each other, be kind to yourselves, and uh, for those that celebrate, have a happy Turkey Day. Yes. And whatnot. All right. Very much so. Talk to you all later. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye friends. All right. Let's make sure the raid went through and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The raid has gone.